It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. For the Build Four Tough Studio, Boomer Science and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fans simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning, a feel-good Friday. Boomer will be back with us on Monday. That means Jerry is here and CeeLo is here once again to finish out the week. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Oh, doing good. How are you? Doing great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Couldn't be better. <laughs> Life is grand. Life yeah. is grand. Right in yes. Right in the ass is right. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you that weren't following college basketball last night or Rutgers last night, uh, this was a terrible loss for Jerry Recco and the Scarlet Knights out in Minnesota. Yeah, this was one of those nights, as much as we love sports, we have like great moments that have happened in our sports lives. Last night, locally, for two guys that work on the show today, you and CeeLo just flat out sucked. Oh, with the Rangers. Just and, uh, flat Patrick out Kane. sucked. Yeah, you know what's so weird, though, is it didn't for the entire night. For Rutgers, yeah. They yes. played, I, I keep saying it, they played so freaking well for 39 minutes and 30 seconds, and then it just blew up. Right, and, yes. <laughs> and it was like, what the hell just happened? The kid, the kid battle just got hot late, and it was... I'm sitting there stunned. I, there's not another word for it. It was absolutely bizarre. And I cannot believe I'm sitting here that they lost that game with the way they played. Yeah, and that's brutal because obviously this is a bad loss for them. Minnesota is is disgustingly bad in the conference. And this is a game that, you know, you're an eight-point favorite, I think, of the yeah, game. you yeah, got to sure. go in there. you got to win it, especially when you're talking about bubble teams and everything else. And to blow, what was it, a ten-point lead in a minute and a half? Uh, well, I know, yes. And it was eight with 103 to go. <sighs> Yeah. God. And Sir, <laughs> bend over. <laughs> <laughs> and what's nuts about it are a couple of different things. Number one, there was a 12 to 14 minute review when the game ended. See, I did not know that. Because the clock apparently did not start when Cooper touches the ball off the inbounds on the final play of the game. That's number one. Number two, battle. Like, watch him. Watch him shuffle his feet. Like, he even walks. Mm. Now, that said, so uh, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. They should have never been in that position. That's exactly. not why yeah. they lost the game. But, my God, you think of two of their road losses this year, the Ohio State game where the kid steps on the sideline and the officials didn't see it, and then the Big Ten apologizes for it the next day. Well, that and a dollar gets you a dollar. And then last night, again, up by eight minutes to go. That's not why they lost this game last night. I mean, a 12-minute video review after this. Well, you get Nothing. You lose <laughs> a lot. Good day, sir. Yeah, yeah. Ohio State one was way worse than. than oh, for this. sure. Well, yeah, I that agree. Because you could have blamed the loss on that. I mean, this was a like a total meltdown. So many things had to happen to get to that point. But that Ohio State one was that was really bad. Yeah, I it was, yes, both very difficult. This one difficult because Minnesota had lost twelve straight games. Yeah, they're clearly the better team, and they didn't finish the game. I, that's. That's it. The only lead. So I said during one of my two excited moments, I guess, at the end, um, I said at the end, you know, Rutgers led the game for 40, like 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. They had the lead the entire time. Yeah. The only time Minnesota led was when the ball went through at zeros on the clock. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, it's as bad as it gets. Disgusting. Especially for a team that was really looking to take the next step. It doesn't mean they're not going to make the tournament. It doesn't mean that they're not going to get in that large bid. We'll see what happens in the conference they tournament. They have to win something. But, Who knows? Nobody knows. Right. Yeah. Nobody knows. I, I will tell you this. If they won last night, I think they probably were 100% in. Yeah. Well, now it feels like Dayton again, right? I don't. I don't know. I honestly, yeah. I have no clue because I was stunned by the whole Dayton thing last year. I never anticipated them having to play in that game. Um, but yeah, it was, and the 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 atmosphere was. It lacked for much of the night until the final minute when it really. And there weren't a ton of people there, but all of a sudden they got very loud in that place, and it was. Um, it was a lot of travel for that. Yeah, for sure. Rough. What time did you get back here? Uh, two. Two o'clock, all right. So, not. I actually thought it would have been worse than that. No, it wasn't bad. I got to tell you, for I, let me give Newark Airport, which I don't think I've ever done, wow, a this ton is, of credit for. Yeah, wow, this was unbelievable. I got to the airport in fourteen minutes. From the time I parked and got through TSA, seven minutes. Wow, they had. I've wow. never seen this before because I always have Al running through my head trying to make all this work, like I did yesterday. I'm waiting for this gigantic line at, at the, the TSA. They had multiple people guiding you to go to the shortest agent. Yeah. So the line wasn't long, and they had every uh, possible station open with multiple people working that so that if there wasn't a bin, they ran and got a bin for you. They had this thing moving so quick. I'm like, where am I? Like, every time I've gone to Newark, it's a complete disaster. So you could have done the whole 9 o'clock hour with me yesterday. Yeah, I, yes, I probably could have. Yeah. It was yeah. nuts how, how quick it worked. Well, that, that's great. And I, I think that also, you know, this week, because you had the winter break for a lot of schools locally last week, this week there wasn't yeah. as many people traveling, which probably helped out as well. Probably so, yes. But uh, but that's great. So, yeah, so there are a couple of things that absolutely sucked for you and then CeeLo. We just uh, detailed the Rutgers loss. And then for CeeLo, and I heard him on the warm-up, show and how he got, he got it right in the ass as well with the Patrick <laughs> Kane situation and blowing a lead to the Ottawa Senators who I guess are playing better but you know the, the garden was it was a tough ticket last night yeah. it was a very expensive ticket what we say 500 bucks was the get in price right yes as the day went on yes i believe it was at first it was like 250 and then it got even bigger and everybody that was there i saw tweeting said it was the loudest they had heard the garden the entire year some of the loudest they had ever heard it in a very long time with the Patrick Kane debut and then they end up losing so this is what, it's a conundrum, right? It's a conundrum because you want your team to go all in and try to win a championship no matter who it is. But what's going on with the Rangers right now is there is one acceptable result. And that's a Stanley Cup championship. Yeah, for sure. That's it. So, like, when you bring in Patrick Kane, I understand they were still short man and under man last night and Keandre Miller's suspension and it's a back-to-back, all these other excuses that you can give. When the crowd is so fired up, you know, frothing at the mouth for a victory, and then you lose a game like this. It just reminds you that the Rangers are in that spot right now, which you want your teams to be in. But the catch twenty two that you know when you got to the conference final last year, and now you've you've added, you made two big trades at the deadline. You brought in two scores, and Tarasenko has been bad. But and Patrick Kane. Now you got to go to the Stanley Cup final. And you got to win it, or it's a failure. Or it's a failure. So now you now you're the Yankees. Yeah, well, right. That's the difference between a young and up and coming team making this fun run to where if they win, it's like wow, this was awesome. As opposed to like you're supposed to win now. Yep. And it's the Yankees is a good comparison because how many years have we sat here and said, you know what? And George used to say this too. It's not like us making this up. George used to say, if you don't win the World Series, the season's a failure. Now, the new regime doesn't say that. 
You heard Brian Cashman. I, I forget what was it MLB that he was on with or maybe a radio station in Texas. I forget where he was at, where he was talking about the Yankee fan and yeah. basically saying, like, these people, I mean, my God, if we don't win the World Series, it's a failure. Like, you realize how many games we've won and, like, they're spoiled. Well, yeah, that's kind of the goal here is to win the World Series. Yeah, especially when you get swept by the Astros. I mean, that, that was too. Real. You struggled with the Guardians and got swept by the Astros. But So this is what you want. You want your team Absolutely. to go all in and try to win. But there's a side of that as a fan that is just, it's painstaking. It is tough. It, 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 your anxiety level goes up because you have to. Well, they had to win that game last night for their fans with the Kane debut and everybody going crazy and paying all that money to get into they had to win that game last night, and they didn't. Yeah, but you go rip off four in a row now, and it's all forgotten. Yeah. I mean, I do agree with you, though, in terms of winning the championship. Yeah, I mean, you know, but you also, the opposite or the, or the flip side to that is you don't do anything. You stand pat, and you say, you know what? We're not going to fix what's not broken right now. I know we're not the Bruins. I get it. But you know what? The goalie, goalie gets hot. We can play with anybody and beat anybody. And there is truth to that as well. Maybe that makes it more of a fun story. I get, but if, I get it. But if you're a Ranger fan and then it would have come out that you could have gotten Patrick, you had to and get you, him. Of course you had to do yeah, it. Yeah. You had to get him. And that, that's not the argument. I wouldn't do anything differently than what the Rangers have done. It's just that when, from the fan perspective, the pressure is now on. The pressure is now on. There is no other result other than getting farther than you did last year and then winning a cup that this fan base is going to be satisfied with. And and there's regular seasons we've talked about so much in, in all these sports, baseball and basketball and hockey in particular, because obviously the NFL regular season is just amazing. But even talking with Spike this morning, where, where the Knicks are and where the Sixers are, like the Knicks regular season right now for the fan base is a lot of fun. It's a blast. Because they're playing great basketball, they're rattling off wins, Jalen Brunson is fun to watch every single night. So it's like the regular season matters to the Knicks fan right now because they haven't had this. You know, we had it a little bit a couple of years ago in that the COVID season with Julius Randle. But this seems even more like taking a step forward. Whereas for the Sixers, and we need some paper towels for Jerry, some paper I'm towels. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, all right. Little little, little bit. I'm good. I'm good. See? Not a whole cup. It's yeah. fine. Um, I'll get it during the break. So, um, so, now, so now, but for the Sixer fan or, or the Bucks fan or anything, like, the regular season doesn't matter at all. It's no, like, you're waiting for the playoffs to start. doesn't mean anything. I know. I, so yes, I know. So, it's just expectation as a fan means everything to how you feel. And you can't, if you're a diehard fan, you can't help yourself. Like, you can't not have any expectations. And, like, for the Giants this year, the great year for them because nobody expected them to do a damn thing. Thank you. So, it's just, it's, it's just thinking about last night. And Let me ask you this question, though, because I, you bring up an interesting topic and as a Met fan, yeah, you know, for the last decade of Wilpon owned Mets, aside from 15, when they had that wacky run and they went to the World Series, this is everything a Met fan's been dying for, mm -hmm. is to have an owner that's going to spend and have the expectations increase tenfold. Do you feel that way going into this yes, season? 100%. Yeah, they have. So to. you're not excited to watch the Mets this season until you get to October, basically. Yeah, I'll tell you why. I mean, it's that that's probably the best example. Now, I don't, I don't want to say I'm not excited, but I the whatever happens in the regular season, as long as they make the playoffs, I don't care. So the two things that I care about for the Mets this season is getting in the postseason, whether you win the division or not, because. It's such a crapshoot. We've seen the teams over the wild card go on and then end up winning. You see a team like the Dodgers ending up getting knocked out, all that. 
but get into the postseason somehow, some way, and be as healthy as possible when you do it. Outside of that, I don't care if you win 115 games or you win 89 games and get in as a wild card. Doesn't mean anything to me. Right, so now I'm going to come back to what I said, I think, on Wednesday, and this is the complaint I have about the athletes themselves, or even fans or even media that will say this, it's entertainment. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you can't say that if you're telling me that it's all boring and the whole regular season is a waste of time. You don't want to watch it. Just get us to the playoffs. So is it entertainment? Is it just about winning? Like, what is it? Well, it's, like, it's what are di- pro sports now? Well, it's it's different for everybody. So it's for me, I've seen everything but them win a World Series. I was four in 1986. I've seen great regular seasons. I've seen terrible regular seasons. I've seen Shea Stadium close. I've seen City Field open. I've seen them make it to the World Series and lose. I've been in the building twice when the other team clinched. I saw the Yankees celebrate mm-hmm. at Shea Stadium. I saw the, the Kansas City Royals celebrate at City Field. I've seen it all. The only thing I haven't seen is that World Series. So for me... That's what matters. That's the missing piece. Now, it's tougher for me to enjoy the ride. Now, for example, my mother who raised me a Mets fan, you know, she is going down to spring training this year. Yeah, she's probably very excited. With her friend mm-hmm. who's a big Mets fan, and she laps up every bit of this. Could not get enough of preseason spring training baseball, regular season baseball. They win, she gets disappointed if they lose, but like that's her. She sits there with the game every night and watches it. Sure, a younger kid who's like loves baseball is gonna loves the regular season. Just for me, like what I saw last year, you're leading to the division the entire year. You get swept by the Atlanta Braves in the biggest series of the regular season, and then you get killed in the wild card round. And for me, I'm not gonna really get into it until the postseason because that's what I need to see from them. But that's just, but I, and maybe you're the same way with your teams because you know we're we're a similar age and we've seen a lot of sports and we're in the same business. But I'm not saying everybody has to feel like I do about the Mets. But that's after the way last year ended. Yeah. See, I'm not. I actually enjoy the season because if not, then why even bother? Let's just have a big play. Like I said this the other day, let's just have a big two week playoff tournament. That's it. I wouldn't be opposed to that. God, yeah, you would. <laughs> I, you would. I, I wouldn't be opposed. You've to enjoyed it. February? Um, no, of course. What else are you talking about? I, I mean, because all you're talking about then is let's give college basketball March. You give baseball October. You can give the NFL. No, no, the NFL regular season is is phenomenal. That because every week feel until you get like the teams that are one in thirteen okay. towards the end of the year. But I mean, there's there's more teams in it. The extra wild card. You know, a team gets off to an zero and two start. You feel like that's a must win game. I would for them make in week the case three. the extra wild card. And this is what's what I think has really been a problem are the playoffs. If you want to talk about why the regular season doesn't mean a crap, that's the problem. Mm. When you've got all these teams making the playoffs, like if you told, let's let's for instance, you know, if you're the Bucks, you're the Sixers, you're the Celtics. Clearly, everything for them is based around what happens in May and June, and yeah. I, I totally understand that. When you get to four. Mm, I don't know. Can they really win? Can they really win in the championship? I would tell you probably there's three teams that can win an NBA title in the NBA. Let's say, for instance, though, there were there were only four playoff teams in each conference. You want to tell me the regular season not going to meet a hell of a lot more than? See, that's why I disagree because the more playoff teams that you have, the more markets that are involved and the more fan bases that are engaged. But the better teams you're going to have to play. True. Because seeding will matter. But there's going to be so many fan bases that are like, 
I'm not, listen, I had no shot. I'm not telling you it's ever going the other way. Matter of fact, you might get to a point where every team makes a playoff tournament at yeah. the end, yeah. which will completely render the regular season a complete waste of time. I understand that. I'm not saying that's ever going to change. What I am saying is if you want the regular season to matter, that's how it has to matter for the better teams. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point? No, it's true. I mean, I, I really think it's just about for these to, to do something your team hasn't done in a while. So for the Giants this year, getting to the playoffs, it was the first time they since the Ben McAdoo boat party situation uh, with the wide receivers that they had been in the playoffs. So it had been a stretch. They'd been through hell. They got to the playoffs. That was fine. For the Jets, they have to get to the playoffs. For the Mets, they've got to go deep into the playoffs. For the Knicks, because they went to the playoffs a couple years ago, they have to win a round. So basically, I mean, it's it's really what the team hasn't done in a while. And if that means, like, the Knicks having a great regular season like this, then it, then it matters. Because well, they, haven't, they haven't done that yeah. in a while. So it's, it's, it's really what, what you're expecting the team to do and what you haven't seen them do. You know, and then if you're the Atlanta Braves fan and you see them win the division every year, it's like that's just not important to you anymore. Well, and then what if you're a team that wins every year? Does it even matter anymore? That's like, for question. real, when you yeah. say you've seen it all. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, and it's going back a long time now, when the Cowboys won those three Super Bowl titles in four years, it's like, this is kind of cool, but okay. Yeah, you know? now what? Yeah, that's that's the way I would feel if the Vikings won a championship. Like, after, like, the two weeks of glow, I'd be like, okay, now what? And it's so funny you say that, because I'll never forget sitting there when the Cowboys won in uh, in 92. And I had never seen them win. I never. Really, I, mean, I saw the Mets win in '86, and I was certainly a Met fan as a child. There's no question about it. I never saw the Nets win. I never saw the. Uh, let's see, who else would I think about at that point in '92? Clearly, never saw the Devils win at that point. The Rangers, not yet. Knicks. Um, no, I never saw the Knicks win. Right. That was too 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 far back for me. Yeah. So I remember sitting there. I'll never forget. We had a whole bunch of people over. And the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl, and I could not have been more excited. I was 18 years old. Finally, this happened. Remember, my first memory was was Dwight Clark in the back yeah. of the end zone. It was heartbreak. And then from that point forward, they never won a damn thing. And I'll never forget, the game goes final, and it was a blowout. And maybe 20 minutes after the game was over, I'm like, I'll get a trophy. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. But now what? Yeah, I know. I mean, it, no parade for me. Yeah, but it, what it's it a is, weird feeling, right? But what it is is it's memories for a hundred percent. That's really what it's about. Like knowing that, especially if it's a team that hasn't won ever, or a team that hasn't won in a very long time. Like the like the Ranger fan who was able to experience nineteen ninety four. I mean, they're still watching those DVDs. Uh, they're still watching it on you know. And so that that. And I remember going through that run with my father, who's a lifelong Ranger fan, and it was. Every I remember, my wife was watching the Rangers with us, and yeah. I, I wasn't a Ranger fan, but my dad was, and it was it just felt like something really big was happening, and we were sitting there watching those games with him on Tuesday nights. <laughs> yeah. It was it really was it was wild. Uh, we've got a very exciting show today, as always. At eight a.m., we are opening up more tickets to be purchased for Boomer and Geo Live. So, more VIP tickets available and more general admission tickets available. So, if you got shut out on Wednesday, the general admission on sale today at 8 a.m. Go to WFAN.com slash live to get the link for the tickets. That's WFAN.com slash live. At 9 a.m., we're going to have a battle this morning between Al Dukes and Spike Eskin. Nice. 
We talked about this when Tiki was on Name That Tune, yeah. Celebrity Name That Tune, that Spike and Al are very good with mm -hmm. rock music. So we're going to have a mono e mono between Spike like and Al and Name That Tune. Eddie and I have been working on it the last couple of days. We're ready to go. We've got seven. I think seven was the perfect number because nine felt like too much, and I wanted an odd, okay. an odd number just in case we were going tit for tat so there'd be a winner. Seven songs between 1984 and 2000 mm. that are rock songs. It's a good range. So that's that's where it is, and we're going to go in order. We're going to start in the early 80s, and we're going to end close to okay. to 2000. Very cool. The prize, the prize is big. Is very big. Ooh. If Al Dukes wins, he gets a day off next week. Okay, day off next week. That's cool. And it could be Monday too, which would be a nice little long weekend. He gets to choose what day off. If Spike wins... It's a VIP ticket to our live show. <laughs> if Spike wins, the next election that Al planned to vote in, Spike gets to choose what Al votes for. What? <laughs> yep. Okay. That's right. All right. So, so Al could go in there with one idea about who he's going to vote for. Spike gets to pick everything. Okay. He gets to pick everything Al votes for and takes that power away from Al Dukes. Interesting. So a lot is on the line. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And if I can tease something, maybe sometime this hour, a very big celebrity is watching this program and ripped us off. Really? That's all I'm going to say. Wow. At some point, you tell me when, at some point, a huge celebrity clearly watches this show and has ripped us off. Man, oh man. Just yeah, saying. I'm excited to hear that. Mm -hmm. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. CeeLo back with another button down this morning. You are really staying with this I'm going to dress up theme. This was a seminal moment in your life when you got shamed for that sweatsuit. And Things you were going the other way. Yeah, well, continuing to dress well. At least I could do it. Finish out the week, you know, stay with the theme. Yeah. Finish strong on a high note. I considered like a black black tie type deal today with like a three piece with a no, vest. That would have been way too much. But yeah, it just way it, too it much. felt like too much for a Friday and I just did not have enough gas in the proverbial or the uh, figurative tank this morning at 2.45 a.m. Yeah, what proverb was gas yeah, in the tank? Yeah, that's why right? I quickly <laughs> realized that was not correct. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, we were playing the uh, dropper. Eddie was playing the dropper. Uh, up your ass with uh, right Jerry. Right in the ass. Right in the ass. Yeah. Right in the ass with uh, Jerry. Did you feel like you got it as well last night with the New York Rangers? I did not. I kind of anticipated it. I was excited. I was locked in from the start of the pregame. I had the channel on at 6.29, so I didn't miss a minute. I wanted to see the warm-ups, him with his kid, his girlfriend down there at ice level all that but i just felt like i was thought about putting a wager in then i said nah second of a back-to-back -back, hasn't practiced hasn't played in a week rangers are banged up they've got two defensemen out hmm. then tyler mock gets hurt early they're playing short so i just they had the lead but i just didn't think 
I didn't think it was going to go well. All right. Spunky that. Ottawa team coming spunky. in. Spunky. Spunky. A little spunk. Playing better hockey, trying to get into the playoffs, making a push. Yeah. Look so, at yeah. that. You're all over it, man. Yeah. Well, they should have bet Ottawa then. I still watched it. Nah, no. No. I just wanted to just You ever bet against game. your team? Um, I'm sure I have at some point. Yeah. That's yeah. a good question. It's like an emotional hedge, pretty much. I think I did it with the Mets a couple times. Where I'm like, there's no way they're winning this or game. Or just, hey, if, if they lose, at least I'll profit from it. That yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, exactly. A little consolation prize. Nothing recent, but I'm sure I have along the way. It's also a difference between being a fan and making a business decision. Sure. Right, right. of course. Doesn't mean you're less of a fan because you think they're going to lose. Right. It's, My teams are going to lose. I think we all think they're going to lose, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Every single night. They That's all true. lose at some point. Yeah. All right, CeeLo, what's going on? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. We're going to get this out of the way early for Jerry. So, Rutgers coming off the, what, 19-point second-half comeback Sunday at Penn yeah, State, right? sure did. So, they're up 10 with 115 to go last night in Minnesota. They make a couple free throws to go up two with five seconds left. No, no. They made one. That was the I point. said made a free throw to go up by two. Oh, I thought you said made two. two free throws. No, Sorry. made a free throw to go up by two. Five seconds left, and then you get this. Minnesota inbounds. Cooper lets it bounce. Let's it bounce. Picks it up with five. With four. Cooper. The kick out. Battle. Step back three for the win. Good at the buzzer. Uh-uh. And Minnesota stuns Rutgers. 75-74. Joke. That was not Dude, me. This sucks. That was Bruce Pearl. That was not me. <laughs> I would have clarified that. Probably. Oh man, that was perfect because it really did kind of sound like you. Then throwing that. Oh, headset. that wasn't Eddie. That was you. That was me. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> Joke. I'm I had down. How much time I spent on that this morning <laughs> trying to match the audio up properly? Because you did a good the job. Highlight of your cut ended abruptly, so that they didn't. There was no pad with the crowd noise. Right. So I had to like. That's funny. Put it in there, yeah. <laughs> Joke. Pretty good. Yeah, so Al thought you were too excited and you were happy. For I was I was angry. The Golden Gophers. I wasn't excited at all. I was angry. He did a professional and call. It's, it's the, um, it is funny how many people have called me too much of a homer. Oh, come on. No, for, no, 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 for real. Like, over these past seven years that I don't get excited uh, enough for big plays when for it's the other, the other team. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, this isn't a. First of all, you. I was mad. I was very not professional. Number one, number two, it's local college radio. The people that are listening to this game are not rooting for Minnesota. They're I agree, Rutgers and fans. that's why usually I am yeah. much more of a homer. Right. Um, in that case, literally was angry. Sure. And my partner Austin Johnson. I mean, talk about the cat getting his tongue. I mean, just he, got just, up and he left. just stood there and like he his eye like what the hell just happened? That was yeah. him. Joke. Through the that, that was not him. See you later. <laughs> Seventy-five, seventy-four final for Minnesota. They're eight and twenty and two and sixteen in Big Ten play. For some context there, elsewhere. well, and for context yeah. too, their right. best two players didn't play almost the entire oh, season. I wasn't aware of that. I, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Most people aren't because yeah. they've been terrible. Well, that explains why. But. Their two best players, or at least two of their best players, have not been there almost all season. Makes it difficult to win. Iona beat Maris 93-74. Rick Pitino's team now 23-7. They're 16-3 in MAC play. And back to Big Ten action for a second. Illinois over Michigan, double OT, 91-87 with caffeine poisoning sensation. Matthew Meyer, was it? I yep. got it wrong yesterday. Uh, whatever. He had 24 team high for the fighting Illini. So he's over the poisoning. Had himself a big game last night uh, in a victory for Illinois. You got Nick's Heat in Miami tonight as the Knicks will look to extend their winning streak. The Nets are in Boston against the Celtics. Coverage on the fan begins. See, like, there's a good example. Would you ever bet the Nets to win tonight? No. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. To win? No. 
But they could. I, I got to be honest. Even cover at this point, right, who exactly. the hell knows? Yeah. You know, they're they're a mess in terms of the rotations, and they don't play defense. I, but how many times do we say that about the NBA? And it's some no sneaky, ridiculous result. There are upsets all the time. I'm just saying, in terms of what your head would tell you and what you, we've been watching, right? No way. that they have zero chance. Right. Like literally zero chance tonight. Somebody sits out. Someone takes a night off. No, watch Tatum gets morning. hurt early. Nets or, win. Right. Yeah. You know. I wonder what the money line is on that game tonight. Just as for well. the Nets to win, uh, yeah, I would say north plus eight thousand. No, no. I'm kidding. Th- north of plus three hundred, I would think. Yeah, you're right. Plus four ten. Yeah, and ten. I don't think that's enough. Uh, ten and a half point spread, plus four ten on the. I don't line. know that I would risk a hundred dollars to win four hundred because the chance of them winning tonight is not big. It isn't. No. <laughs> you know what? It just went up as we were talking about it. <laughs> now it's plus 480. <laughs> just went up. There like, you go. You know, on Spandle Sportsbook, when it changes, you see it live. Yeah. It just went up. Fired in there. Value. Yeah. Uh, we do need to give credit because we like to poke fun. Luca and Kyrie combined for 82 last night. Yeah. 42 and 40. First time in franchise history. They had two guys with 40 plus as the Mavericks beat the Sixers in Dallas 133-126. And he did have Embiid playing in that game for Philadelphia. So it was a rough night for Jerry and Rutgers. Same story for the Rangers as we alluded to at the Garden. Patrick Kane's debut turned out to be a bit of a dud. Sam Rose at MSG, quite a few of them, especially in the third period. Claude Giroux there on the rebound to give Ottawa the lead. They end up winning 5-3. to three. They even had a goal wiped off in the final frame on mm. an offside challenge. So the Rangers pretty much sunk by their power play in this one. 0-4, including the five-minute major that Ottawa killed off in the first period. They did have a 3-2 lead into the third, but kind of looked a little gassed at that point. Former Ranger Derek Broussard had a couple of goals playing his 1,000th NHL game. And Kane, as expected, played with uh, Artemi Panarin and Vinny Trocek. He had four shots on goal, about 19 and a half minutes of ice time. He was a minus two. Hadn't played no over a week and of a whirlwind experience to get through this first one. It is what it is, right? It's a situation you're in and a lot of you know, time uh, with like phone calls and uh, and making a decision and trying to figure out um, everything like that. And after almost 16 years with one organization... Could you imagine if like, if we lived in that world, like if Spike came in today and said, by the way, Chris, we have traded you to Toronto. Right, you're on the air tomorrow. tomorrow." Yeah, yeah. Because that's what it's like for these guys. And I know there's rumors and you never know. His was a little different because, uh, you're right, but the Blackhawks, he he went home. To the point where the trade gets made. The Rangers were in in Philly the other night, we know. Kane spent Wednesday at the Ranger practice facility. So, like, he got to town. But, yeah. Most times, He steps on guard nice yesterday morning without any, basically no teammates. Because they have no morning skate off the game before. And it's basically like a pickup game for them last Al night. Al Spike right. wants to talk to you. You've been traded to Idaho. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sports radio station in Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you start tomorrow. Right. Good and luck. That, and that's why the more I thought about it, I'm like, he's literally going to step out on the ice. I get he played with Panarin. It's five years ago now. But he's an all-time great. They've had no, they're just, they're going to go. It's like pond hockey, basically. That you know? sounds like a lot of excuses to me. Uh, <laughs> one for one game. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I, not, anything less than a Stanley Cup is going to be a disappointment. Sure. And I was arguing with people late last night on and Twitter. nobody spit in spit on anybody last night. Nobody so that spit was, on that anybody. Was, that was a no. win for you guys. In fact, mm. Ottawa had a guy kicked out of the game 
for, yeah. for a bad hit, but the Rangers did not capitalize. Here's Gerard, uh, Gerard Gallant. Uh, not all that surprised with the end result, but uh, he sees the potential. You want everything to go perfect right away, and it didn't go perfect tonight. There was, some, like I said, a lot of good stuff you've seen. You know they're good hockey players, and it's going to come, but uh, I, think, I think we tried to force too many passes. And not exactly crisp with those at times either, so get some rest, get a couple practices under their belt with the new group that's settled, and then see where they stack up with the Bruins. That's the next game Saturday in Boston, and the Bruins won again last night with authority 7-1 Jeez. over the Sabres. Fastest team to 100 points in really NHL. Eight losses? History. Uh, eight and five in OT, I believe. God, and they've played, what, 60 around? 61. They have, they have 21 games remaining. They've already hit 100 Damn. points. So, yeah, running away with the East, obviously. The Devils out west late tonight. They'll visit the Vegas Golden Knights at 10 o'clock. At the Combine in Indy, more jockeying for positioning as far as Daniel Jones and the Giants go. Played a little of this uh, late in yesterday's show, but Joe Shane, after doing all the media obligations earlier mm-hmm. in the week, pops up on NFL Network yesterday with uh, Good Morning Football with Peter Schrager and reveals he met with Jones's reps every day so far this week, and then he dropped this one in there. Starting to feel the time crunch a little bit. I, I wish we were a little bit closer on a deal uh, than what we are right now, but again, there's there's still time. Uh, we're going to circle back up again today at some point and, and meet with his representatives, and again, Daniel played well this year. We'd like to have him back. But this oh. thing could drag on and get a little uncomfortable. This is his first time going through free agency and I just tell him, like, you gotta, there's a business side to this, too, that you haven't been exposed to. So just understand, like, it's gonna get worse before it gets better and we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to bridge the gap and it doesn't change the way we feel about you. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Huh? As far as the negotiations. Yeah, go. I mean, I think that it's that that's exactly what happens. You go back and forth, and then the the, mm-hmm. the negotiations get could get a little nasty, but then it gets better, and then you have a deal, and everybody's happy. I will tell you that doesn't sound so uh, right. encouraging. And if you noticed, a few Let's hours going later, anywhere, but yesterday, that all of a sudden that forty five million a year number started floating around again. Pat Leonard, Daily News, had that out there. So I imagine we can figure out where that came from. So there's a lot of this sort of public leverage narrative stuff going on right now. The thing that I don't understand is really for both sides, a long-term deal is better. And because for Daniel Jones, obviously the long-term deal is better because he doesn't have to play on a one-year contract again and prove himself again, so then he can cash in on this past year. And for the Giants, just salary cap-wise, they can spread out the money so much easier yeah. than have to guarantee a full $32 million when they've got to be able to upgrade the roster in other spots. And help me out with one thing he said there. When he says, for Daniel going through free agency for the first time. He really isn't, though. When when they have the control yeah. of the tag. Yeah, technically. But you're not yeah. really an unrestricted free agent where you can just pick where you want to go. Right. And it's a definitive decision. Yeah. Well, it's a first time negotiating a contract, yeah. though, right? Other than when he got drafted. Fair enough. Yeah. But the Giants still have the upper hand here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they do from a retainment standpoint. Right. That's what I'm as saying. As just said, it's not That's really worth their while for the upcoming season. Mm. From Jones's perspective, what I read is his they reps feel like if he does the long term deal now, they feel like within a year or two, based on the way contracts are going oh, and the God. cap going up yeah. and all that stuff, and it won't look as good as that. But you can make that case for. Everybody, everybody's yeah. the highest paid person, and the next guy comes right. along, and all of a sudden, you're not anymore. I mean, exactly. I never thought Daniel Jones would be the guy Me who either. this would be happening to. Through a line in the sand? Yeah. yeah. I, I would just think, like, hey, this is great. Had a great year. $35 million a year sounds awesome. I'll come right back. Let's go. I've had his back, but none of this one. I mean, shit, 45? Mm-mm. Then you've got ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reporting the Saints are ready to sign Derek Carr. And Al and I talked about this this morning. And Al was like, yeah, my, my gut is that he's going to be a Saint. And I said that to me, and I, I don't know, that's just my read on it, smells of 
Let's get the Jets a little nervous here and get them involved. Yeah, I, yeah I agree. I, I think that Derek Carr wants to be on the Jets. Robert Sala gushed about him sure yesterday. Did. And he wants this to be resolved, obviously. So I, I would agree that this is sort of a, you know, potentially a leverage situation. But the Jets are going to wait for Aaron Rodgers right. because they believe Aaron Rodgers is better. And it'll be a shorter term commitment. But I, I think that, yeah, Derek Carr, I think, wants to be a Jet from everything that you hear. And, you know, Sala had the neurovirus. He did. He did. Oh, that's what it was? That's I why he was on a Zoom call. Yeah. No, he's, well, he said the yeah. stomach flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said that's why he did the Zoom and didn't go out there right. and that meet with Derek Carr with Douglas and Woody Johnson. Yeah, that, that was a bigger lock than the Celtics tonight. He's got eight kids. Someone was getting the <laughs> neurovirus. He had it. Come on. Hopefully they're moved into that house by now. Yeah, I, think they, I think they are. <laughs> Just in time for... Get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, yeah, gushing about Carr and also more on Mike White about how much, oh, we love Mike White. He deserves to he be also on said the team. Real, This is yeah. interesting to me because reading some of the articles, it made it seem like he completely just missed Zach Wilson. He didn't. No. He said the same stuff he has said about Zach Wilson throughout this entire year. Love Zach, want the best for Zach, we're hopeful. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was written weird. Yeah, well, he hasn't wavered. He's probably sick of saying the same stuff. Well, and that's, it seems like they all know what they need to say publicly about him to make sure. Well, and he did. He said everything he had to say. I don't say saving face, but making sure they don't pile on the kid too much because then they have no value or leverage with him. So, we'll get into Rashad Bateman and what he had to say on Twitter coming up next hour. Unless you get there first. On the dot, general on sale for Boomer and Geo Live, which will happen in Jersey City on April 7th at White Eagle Hall. We had the pre-sale on Wednesday, sold out very quickly. General on sale this morning, 8 a.m., WFAN.com slash live is the website you go to to get all the information and the link to the tickets. There is no code this time. It was a code for the pre-sale. There is no code this time for the general on sale. So be right there at 8 a.m. because uh, they've been going quick. It's uh, not a 20,000-seat arena that we are playing this time around, so uh, it is definitely going to go quick. So 8 a.m., that will be happening. All right. Nice. So you teased that a celebrity out there has been ripping off the show. Well, they did last night, yes. Okay, so explain this to me. What was my question to you yesterday morning about Jalen Brunson and the Knicks? Oh, the best free agent signing in Knicks history, yes. I present to you Thursday night NBA on TNT. The headline will read, Charles Barkley. Jalen Brunson, one of the best NBA free agent pickups ever. <laughs> Listen to me, Charles Barkley. <laughs> Get your own goddamn material. <laughs> Do you think that there was any chance that that got back to Charles? I, you never know if he's in his hotel room. He pops on a little boomer and Geo, hears it and said, hmm, now that's not a bad topic tonight. Now, was he talking about just the Knicks or was he talking about like no, ever? I think N like NBA history. He took it one step further. All right, come I on. was saying... My question to you was, is it possible that they have, and again, not so much has to happen. He could still turn out to be a disaster if he breaks his leg and never plays again. But the way he has played, that was my question. Like, does he have the chance here? Are we looking at what might be the best NBA free agent signing the Knicks have ever had? Yeah, and you see, very quickly said, no, Allen Houston, which is great. Uh, no argument well, right for me. Right now, it's Allen Houston. Right. Um, but that's how good to me, outside looking in, Jalen Brunson has been. And then Barkley last night with the guys on TNT, he said the best free agent pickup ever. <laughs> I 
mean, that's just silly. I mean, LeBron James has to be the best free agent pickup ever when he went to well, the Miami Heat. He said... I think expectations has a lot to do with that, though. Like, LeBron James goes anywhere. The expectation is NBA title or bust. Yeah, Jalen Brunson came here, and I rem- I will tell you, I remember sitting here with you guys and, and a lot of Knicks fans and Sal doing the shows over the summer. This is a really nice signing. This is great. The Knicks need a point guard. Jalen Brunson's a good player. We need Donovan Mitchell. Like, it's great. He's a nice piece. Like what he what Barkley is saying, the quote was Jalen Brunson is arguably one of the best free agent pickups in NBA history. What he's done this year is historical. We didn't know Jalen Brunson was this good of a player. Nobody thought that. And that was kind of my point too. Well, I'll give if you want to say the best free agent or one of the best ever, what you have to factor in where he may have a point is the fact that you didn't have to pay him like the most ridiculous salary of all time. You know, which is, you know, he's, he's actually underpaid, if you think about For it. For what he's done, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's been underpaid. So, yeah, and, and also to the team, like the Knicks, who has struggled. So, yeah, he's, he's been, you can't say enough about it. But, I mean, it's gotten to the point now where it's like, okay, we, we agree that all of that has happened. Yeah, sure. Now, what's the next level? And you still might be in a situation where you lose to the team that has the guy that we all wanted. For sure. In the first round. Yes. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But that having been said, if those two teams played, I think it would be a hell of a series. I agree. And if Jalen Brunson is the best player in that series and it's not Donovan Mitchell, I mean, you'll still be a little frustrated because you'd be like, hey, you could have both of them. Um, but if he's the best player, then you say, that. look at this. Yeah. I'm only asking the question because he's really impressed me. It was, you know, he had that postseason run with Dallas and it was eye-opening for sure. Yeah. But it's one thing to kind of do that in a short little burst. With Luka Doncic on your team? It's another thing to do it as he has done it now for however many games it is, 55, 60, whatever. Yeah. Um, he has been, he's probably been, I'll say it this way, one of the most consistent performers I've seen in a long time. Like when, can you think, can you count on more than one hand the bad nights Jalen Brunson has had? Oh, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's never, it's, it's like every time that we talk about the Knicks, it's like, well, it, in a negative way, it would be like, man, you know, and Mitchell Robinson's hurt, things have changed. R.J. Barrett had a bad shooting night. You know, things like that. Sure. You know, Julius Randle was, there was too much ISO ball with Julius Randle. And that's it right there. Brunson, the ball moves. It's constantly moving. They get good shots, which is why they put up a lot of points. And they've just been a really good team. Let's go to Anthony in Belleville, who uh, joins us, wants to talk about this live show that we have the general on sale for at 8 a.m. this morning. What's going on, Anthony? Gio and Jerry, oh, yeah. What up, man? Hey, what's happening? Hey, I'm hearing all this talk about Dan and Carteret. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't hear one mention of Anthony in Belleville. Well, he's a little more obnoxious. He's a little more in your face. He's on Twitter all the time. He's fighting with our boss. And you're not doing any of that stuff, mm. which we should appreciate. You're but, laying in the weeds. Yeah, I mean, but if, you're, if your question is why is he getting more attention, is because he's creating more attention for himself and you are not. I got you. I got you. But, uh, you, you need know, to I'm become an attention whore, Ant. I'm a, I'm a Hall of Fame caller there, according to uh, Ed Jerry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I... You know, it would be nice to hear, you know, hey, who, who, Al should run a poll. Who would you rather see? How about that? Well, I will tell you, I, you know I'm an Anthony and Belleville fan. You know that. I also yeah, happen absolutely. to like Dan. Yeah. I will tell you, I think Dan is hated on Twitter. 
Yeah, so well, I, I think you will win that. If I had a guess, I think you would win that poll 85 15. Right. Yeah, yeah we, we could. <laughs> we could put. I want you to run the poll. <laughs> right. Exactly. We, we could put who do you like better, Dan and Carter Ryder, Alec Murdoch. <laughs> Alec Murdoch would win that. Um, so uh, are you going, Anthony? Did you get tickets on the pre sale? Uh, I wasn't able to, uh, you know. I obviously get to the first round. I'm going to okay. try the second round. All right. And uh, if I don't do it, I expect at least you, Gio, to hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> See, I mean, I don't know if I can. I mean, we, we can't hook up our family right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way. So, yeah. But it, so, Gina, if she wants to come, has to be backstage. Right. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about at this point, because the tickets are so limited and they're such in high demand and clients want tickets. And like I said, this is we're, we're not and clients pl- aren't getting tickets. Yeah, clients aren't getting some of them aren't. Yeah, because we're not playing the Prudential Center here. It's a beautiful place, White Eagle Hall, but it's there's limited space. Mm hmm. So right, I'll do my best, though. I will do my best. Yeah, all right. Good. And then, you know, we'll, and we are giving away tickets, too. There's going to be some giveaways as we get closer to the event. So there's a chance you could get in on that. But. So we'll see you at the summer kickoff, Ann. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see you somewhere, Eddie. We'll see you somewhere. All right. There's Anthony wanting more attention. I like Anthony. Good caller. Yeah, no, I think he's, I think he's great. He is. And he's definitely less obnoxious than Dan. So I don't, I, Dan's, I don't know what's going on with him. He's definitely a little different the last couple of months. Yeah. I, I again, I have no problem with Dan, but I can see the whole social media aspect of it. Yeah. Tough to take. Sometimes, Sometimes I guess, but I, I think he's genuinely take. a nice guy. Yeah. I've, I've hung out with him. He's been in my car, believe right. it or not. So, I mean, I wouldn't allow him in my car for no reason or, or that was, it was a bad decision on my part to have him in my car, but still. <laughs> and, he's, and he's a good listener to this show. Yes, he's a, he's a great listener and loves WFAN as a whole. Yep. Warren Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Coming up in less than an hour, general on sale for Boomer and Geo Live, April 7th, White Eagle Hall, 8 p.m. 7 p.m., 8 p.m. What is it? 8 p.m.? What do we do? When does it start? I think 7. 7 I think p.m. the doors open at 6 and it's 7 to 8.30, 8.45-ish, right? Uh, April 7th, 8 p.m. It's 8 p.m. It's 8 p.m.? Yeah, 8 p.m. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Friday, April 7th, 8 p.m. 7 sounded better, but 8's good. Yeah, I think that's uh, doors, Jerry, if you want to come in and have a few beers. Yeah, no, yeah, I plan to, yes. 7 o'clock doors. Yeah, that's right. Okay. How, many, how many beers before the show? Oh, I don't know. I'm not necessarily a beer, but a drink for sure. Two or three. Two or three drinks before the show? Yeah, I'm yeah. having two uh, beers. Two beers before the show. Okay. All right. How many, what's the over-under on drinks for Boomer before the show? Eight. No, Eight? I'm kidding. I'm joking. Five. Four and a half? Oh, I was going to say two. Mm. Well, when you say before the show, what do you mean by that? You mean when we get there? I'm talking, let's say, anything after 5 p.m. Oh, geez. Are we having dinner together that night? I don't think so, because I think we were going to get there relatively early and go over some stuff. But that doesn't mean we can't do that and also have dinner. I'm not sure. But if we do have dinner, that's then that over under we're talking way up. We're talking three at the minimum at dinner. And I'd be right there with them. Three at dinner and then probably at least two more before the show. <laughs> yes. You got to have enough to where you just, but not too much reason. Something stupid. Yeah. Or that you can't perform. 
Yeah, no, no, no. That that you have that problem on Fridays, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Couple drinks can't perform. <laughs> what do they call that whiskey schween, right? <laughs> Does whiskey do that? Uh, apparently, yeah. Whis- really, yeah. Whiskey schween. What's it? Well, it's whiskey, and it rhymes with whiskey. People say you never heard that whiskey. No, whiskey D. No, you never heard that. No, you guys heard that. Yes. Okay. Yes, I thought so. Yeah, that that's what happens. To folks, I didn't know that. Yeah, a little too much Jack Daniels and <laughs> not working out for you. Not aware, okay. Yeah, not working out for you. But anyway, uh, general on sale, uh, eight a.m. Boomer and Geo live Friday, April seventh, eight p.m. White Eagle in Jer- Jersey City. WFAN dot com slash live. All the info is there and the link to get the tickets. You do not need a promo code this time. Just go there and buy the tickets. Eight a.m. sharp. All right, I saw that Rob Sala is going on with Joe Beningo's podcast. <laughs> wow. And I couldn't believe that. That is amazing. Now, Joe still can't pronounce his name correctly, which is something that he would probably work on before he joins the show. He calls him uh, Rob Sala, like salad. Rob Sala joins me on the Old Pain podcast. So that's going to be interesting because Joe just, he hates these guys. Yeah, not he, I don't know, has he been a fan of Sala? No, he has not. He has, been. he has not. He has not been a fan of his. Wow. So that's going to be interesting. I definitely want to hear some of that come Monday. I guess he's going to be on today or at some point. Some of those cuts on Monday morning where he's just ripping the guy. This is a bad decision for Rob Sala. Just mm. really bad decision. Well, he wins Joe over. Mm, I don't think so. Because Joe's going to have like these times and games. He'll be like, listen, bro, third quarter is four minutes, 34 seconds left in the game. It's a third and two from your own 46, and you freaking, you run this running play that hasn't worked the entire year. You know, you end up giving a ball off, and then, you know, block, the offensive line is terrible. You know this. You know this? You know the offensive line is terrible? Because I know this. I don't know if you know this. And you're the head freaking coach. So anyway, you run this, and then you punt the football. Bro, what the hell? Blow it out an ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Joe, that the one thing that's great about him in these spots is he really doesn't hold back. He's not one of these guys where the coach comes on and he's going to be nice because he's supposed to be. And I've always told you the story with Dallas Green in 1994 when me and him worked together at a small station in Jersey. We got a credential. Somehow we ended up in the Met dugout at a Met game at Shea Stadium, and Dallas Green was the manager. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. And Joe sits down, Dallas Green comes walking over, and Joe immediately, Dallas, uh, Joe Beningo, nice to meet you. And Dallas Green says, oh, nice to meet you, Joe, how are you doing? I'll never forget the feeling. You know when you start sweating? Yeah. When things don't feel right? Yep. Joe's response to Dallas Green, and I remember like it was yesterday, a lot better than you, Dallas, because this team stinks. I was like, what? Yeah. As we're sitting in the Met dugout, you just insulted the Met manager. And what did Dallas Green do? He laughed. Yeah, I'm sure. And he- then the two proceeded to talk for probably 10 to 15 minutes into the national anthem when Jay Horowitz kicked us out. Wow. See, that that right there could happen yeah. with, with Rob Sala and Joe. But I just, man, he wants the Jets to win so bad before he dies. And if he believes that a man is standing in the way of that, he's going to hate that person. <laughs> You know, yes. that's that's really what what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. And I could certainly see him thinking that Rob Sala is the guy standing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see that. You know, and Mike and Dog obviously were great with that, too. But the problem with now is these guys don't come on after negative things. So we've you know essentially eliminated the manager interview, the coach interview on Mondays. It just doesn't happen anymore. Like the weekly spots. Right. 
and paying guys. So you don't get them. Like if you if you ask for the head coach after a horrible loss or the end of the season, no goes, chance. They don't come on anymore. Nah, no chance. So you don't get these opportunities anymore that you used to get. In those situations, obviously, he went to Shea Stadium to interview Dallas Green. That's a different type of story. But talking about guys on the phone, like I went back and I watched an old Mike and the Mad Dog interview with Mike Milbury not that long ago. Oh, and I know what you're talking about. Right, and dogs like, yeah, listen, uh, Mike, let's face it. You've done a terrible job. <laughs> yep. Just a terrible job. He's like, all right, Chris, let's get into it. How have I done a terrible job? So well, the goaltenders, all these guys stink. Let's go through it. <laughs> you know, Vasco Luskowitz, he, was, he sucked. But uh, yeah, that's, that one is one that stands out very quickly. Yeah, and then Scott Layden, too, was another one. Scott Layden, when they used to get into him. Mm, I don't Knicks, remember that as much. The Knicks GM at the time. They used to just rip the hell out of those guys. But he was boring, too. He was so bad. He's just terrible at his job and boring on the air. It's just, just anyway. But anyway, so speaking of Rob Sala, he did speak yesterday in this Zoom call. And here we go again with the the Derek Carr tongue bath. It was a tongue bath. And <sighs> he said something I didn't understand. Okay, let me hear He it. said he was talking about uh, that Derek Carr has an elite, he said it twice, elite, elite mental makeup. So I'm not saying it twice. He said it twice. That's a quote. An elite, elite mental makeup. Okay, fair enough. I can see that. This one I didn't get. He keeps the main thing the main thing. Yeah, I've heard that. What I've heard that, that line recently, and I don't really know. I mean, I guess my best guess is, because I've never used that, but I've heard people say it, is that you have your focus on what's important, and you're not distracted by everything else around you. So if the what's important to Derek Carr is coming to the Jets, being successful, and trying to win a championship, that's where his focus is at. It's not, you know, how much money I'm making, or this or that, or this distraction with my family, or here, or whatever. It's just like in full swing. There was they did the Colin Morikawa and Tony Finau episode. Yeah, and they tried to compare how Colin Morikawa is a single guy, no family, locked in on what's going on in the golf course, and Tony Finau's got fifty thousand family members that he's traveling to every golf tournament. And how that distracts him? Sure, for sure. So people would look and say Colin Morikawa is keeping the main thing, the main thing. But Tony Finau is getting distracted where Tony Finau will tell you, my main thing is my family. So that's right. why I'm keeping the main thing, well, the main thing there. And with that, you can go back to Jack Nicholas. People always said Jack could have won more if he didn't have a family when he had a family because it's just life. There yeah. are distractions and it's not the same. So I understand that. The, I guess the issue I would have with that comment is there are guys that maybe don't keep the main thing, the main thing. And guess what they do? They win. Mm -hmm. You know, so he may keep the main thing the main thing, but boy, oh boy, the Raiders have a lot of collapses last year. Yeah, an elite mental makeup. I mean, this is a guy who couldn't finish a game last year and then cried in his post-game news conference and then got kicked out of town. So I don't know if that's elite mental makeup. So I, I thought that was interesting. Um, One more thing on the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. Do you think that that is a shot at Aaron Rodgers? Or I don't. Just watching the way he said it, I don't. But, I mean, if that's the type of guy that he likes and he's pointing that out, elite mental makeup and main thing, the main thing, like, is that what Aaron Rodgers is? He's the, Aaron Rodgers isn't keeping the main thing, the main thing. Well, the only issue with that, if that is indeed the case, what he was doing, then that, to me, would signal that he and Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson are on the same page. Because there's no question the Jets want Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I would think that Rob Sala probably would prefer to coach Derek Carr. Oh, probably, I think anybody probably would because he seems like a really good guy who's going to work hard. Keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah. Uh, and go out there and give you 100%. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's as good as Aaron Rodgers. He's definitely the next that next level. He's not on Aaron Rodgers' level. But I also think if you're 
Rob Sala, you want to win. Aaron Rodgers gives you the best path to winning the Super Bowl right now. Sure. But there's Derek a lot of car make you a good team. Yeah, there's a lot of bull crap you got to sift through there, though. There's no doubt. I mean, he's become one of those odd figures. with, And he, he makes it public, so it's really on him. That's, the, that's why, like, when he talked about, you know, how uh, you know people want to, they're so fascinated by his life. Hey, jackass, you're the one that's putting it out <laughs> there. Every week. Yeah, it's not like, like, if he was the type of guy that you never heard from, like Ryan Tannehill. You ever hear a thing about Ryan Tannehill? No. and his life and what he's doing. And I'm not even saying we'd be interested in it, but I don't get the sense Ryan Tannehill is putting everything out there for people to comment on, discuss, or be interested in. Well, I'll give you a better example because he's more popular right now, and he's younger, and he's cool, is Joe Burrow. You don't hear anything about Nothing. Joe Burrow off the no, field. Just football. Yeah, that's it. Just football. Now, I know that, you know, Patrick Mahomes' wife and the, the Jackson Mahomes' brother, they're out there and they had a kid and everything else. So that's not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, right. It's them. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to put everything that you're doing out there in the, in the sphere for us to consume. And he does. Patrick Mahomes making the main thing the main thing. Yes. All right. So what else did Rob Sala say? Uh, a couple of other things here. Um, said he would, he actually would like, I, the question was, could you see yourself after he talked, I thought very well of Zach Wilson and very well of Mike White. He, it made, he made it clear he wants Mike White to stick around. He was asked if he could see a scenario where they keep three active quarterbacks, especially because, you know, everybody's talking about the fact that they're going to get a veteran quarterback. Mm -hmm. So that seems to be a foregone conclusion. All right, great. He's going to be the starter. Could you go with three main quarterbacks? Not three, but could you go with three quarterbacks? And he said he absolutely would like that. Um, that would be, doesn't know if he could. But he would like to do that if they could. And I wonder if they go next year having that third quarterback active again because of what happened in the NFC Championship game to I still Brock want that rule changed. Yeah, I mean, right. So it could be. It might be something that the competition committee comes up with and you can have three active quarterbacks just in case of an emergency and you have that just add to the active roster. I mean, just, just add another player to the active yeah. roster. What you're allowed and have that third quarterback active because, you know, beginning of the week or, or on Wednesday, well, we've started talking about Zach Wilson and what like what he's going to be on this team. I don't think he could be the backup to either one of those guys because if there's if there's an injury, then he's got to come in and save the season again when you clearly are saying that he's not ready. So to me, he's got to be the third quarterback. He's either got to be dressed because he's allowed to be because the rule changed as the third quarterback or he's got to be holding a clipboard. He cannot come into a game next year. <laughs> Hold on a second. Kevin and Dobbs Ferry, what's going on, Kevin? Hey, Gio, this is uh, coming from Packers fan, and I know you're a Vikings fan. Do you hate Aaron Rodgers? No, I never. I want him here desperately, actually. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers at all. If anything, I've been advocating for him to come here. I'm jealous of the Packers' success on the fact that he has been so good for them. And no, I don't I, I don't understand him a lot, but I, I do not hate Aaron Rodgers. I'll actually be severely disappointed if Derek Carr is the quarterback and is not Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, I agree. I like Derek Carr, but um, you were saying he wasn't keeping the main thing, the main thing. Other than this past year, he was two-time MVP, so I don't know how that could be. Well, because, what do you mean other than this past year? I mean, there was, there was a couple years in a row there that he didn't know exactly what he was doing. You know, he goes on these off-season retreats. He comes back, you know, that, that year where they got the crap kicked out of him by the Saints in week one. He didn't show up until well, late that off-season. And that's one of the reasons why the Packers are... Not wanting him back, allegedly, because he's not fully in. He's skipping the off-season program. He's not participating. So it's not, I'm not just making that up. 
I mean, Derek Carr will probably, as, as Boomer said, probably sleep at the facility. He might be there now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Waiting so, for the deal. <laughs> you know, just as, and as he gets, it, but, yeah, go ahead. But if Derek Carr sleeps at the facility, he's still, he's a non-factor in the playoffs and he doesn't, he doesn't do anything, you know? Aaron Rodgers is doing his thing and he's still coming in. And he's playing like an MVP. Right. Aaron Rodgers lost a lot of playoff games. Exactly. A lot of them. Yeah. At Lambeau Field. Yeah. Like this yeah, notion yeah. that Aaron, as great as he is, and I'm not disputing his greatness. He's a great quarterback, one of the best I've ever seen. He might be one of the most disappointing playoff quarterbacks I've ever watched. He's got a losing record in the playoffs. Right. I completely agree with that. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, I mean, and I, Aaron Rodgers is the better player. We've said that a million times. But when you're talking about the main thing, the main thing, that's the reason why the Packers are done with him. Is because he's not there. He's not as yeah. locked in as he used to be. Now, can he show up and win an MVP by doing it his way? He's proven that he could, but you don't. As you get older, you, not everybody in coach is going to want to deal with that. Stuff. You know what really sucks for Derek Carr is if Aaron Rodgers wasn't "quote unquote" available. I mean, we're sitting here just assuming that they're going to move on from him, um, though that hasn't happened yet, and no one has actually said that yet. But I think we can all make that assumption. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't available. I think the Jet fan would have, most Jet fans would have a much different opinion. Because exactly what you just said, if Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Jets, you're going to be terribly disappointed. Not because he's the quarterback of the Jets, but because Aaron Rodgers isn't. Yeah. No, of course. That sucks for him. It, it does, but he's going to get an opportunity with a really good young team to be able to prove himself. So, I mean, I know that the expectations for him, you know, go, but there's a, there are a lot of Jet fans who like Derek Carr, the idea of Derek Carr more than Aaron Rodgers. For example, a couple people here. Uh, Flegelman wants Derek Carr. Pete Hoffman, I hear him with Tiki and Tierney advocating for Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers because he believes that he's going to solve the problem for the Jets for the next five to seven years where Rodgers will not. He doesn't want to start over in a couple of years. So me personally, I would be disappointed. But I think a lot of Jet fans would be thrilled with Derek Carr. I don't know one. Really? No. I gave you two. I, those two. <laughs> yeah. But if you're asking me from everybody I talk to, and trust me, we talk a lot of sports on Monday nights at Cornhole. Yeah. I don't know one that wants Derek Carr instead of Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Pete Hoffman's talking so fast you don't understand. Aros. Aros Dakar. Dude, Derek Carr's going to be the next five to seven years. Aros is going to be here two years. So Pete Simmons has got to get Aaron Rodgers Derek Carr. It's going to be five to seven years. So when you put it like that, Aaron Rodgers is Derek Carr. Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Oh, man, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, he gets worked up, man, that Pete Hoffman. Fan and CBS Sports Network, a feel-good Friday morning. 35 minutes from now, the general on sale with Boomer and Geo live. Our big show Friday, April 7th. This will be the last time you can buy tickets. So if you miss out now, that will be the end of the purchasing of tickets. There will be some giveaways as we get closer to the event, but this is the last time you'll be able to buy tickets VIP and regular general admission tickets, WFAN.com slash live is where you get the information in the link for tickets. 35 minutes from now, right at the top of 8 a.m. And then at 9 a.m. this morning, we got a Al Duke Spike Eskin battle. Hey, a name that tune. Yeah. 
Two. And there's a lot on the line, as we mentioned. What's the uh, rules? Does so he get like five? Set, like no. When he... So the, there's there's two made like a head-to-head name that tune segments. Yeah. I decided to use the second one because I believe that's more interesting. And the second segment of Name That Tune when they go against each other is there is a clue that is given by the host okay. of what the name of the song or the band may be. Then whoever wins the coin flip will get an opportunity to go first and say, I can name that tune in 10 seconds. Okay. And then they go back and forth and barter until someone says, all right, go I ahead. I name that tune in one second. Yeah, until you go back and forth. Now, maybe if one of my clues is, is so obvious that someone says I can name it in one second. I'm hoping that it's not. I actually think these two, and I mean this, I think these two with that period of music might be able to name some songs without a clue and with like one bar. Like legit, there are songs that you can you can get. Well, actually, it did happen. That oh, okay. exact scenario happened because I was just trying to judge where Spike was with some stuff. So Eddie and I were going through songs. I said, have you ever heard of this song? I didn't want to make it too hard because that's not fun. I don't right. want these guys going, what are you doing? This is like the 40th most popular song in 1987. So I, I played it for Eddie. He goes, I don't know that one. I'm like, I don't know that one. So then I had Spike come in and we obviously didn't use this because I played it for Spike already. And I said, let's just see what he says. And I played it and... One second. Yeah. Bang. I believe it. I believe it. And I think Al will be the same. Now, Spike thinks he's going to lose. I could see that, too. Spike thinks he is not confident at all. See, I, and um, I'm not confident myself. See, I'm and like, I put the money on, on you. I'm like, Spike did rock radio for all these years. He played these songs a million times on the radio. Huh. Yeah, so he said there's a gap in there that if we hit in the middle of 84, 2000, where he has just lost, he said. He's just there's there's some songs and some artists that he's just lost in that range in that range. And See, I get I get lost between like eighty seven and ninety, and I'm we're around the same age. I wonder if that's that's the same time period there. And for me, that's that I graduated high school in eighty seven. So that's your wheelhouse. Oh yeah. Like I would think for Spike, the nineties is right up his alley. All right, so I'll give you the I'll give you the years that I picked in that range. Are you sure you? Nah, want to I do don't that? do that. Don't Why? Do that. No, no, no. Because then then you can think about the year. I wouldn't do that. No, no, no. Can't do that. Mm. All right, this is what I'll say. I picked one, two, three in the 80s and four in the 90s. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, all right. Now, there's no buzz-in situation here, right? They're bartering. Yeah, that's yeah, another they're bartering. Thing. Yeah, I was get wishing, rid of the buzz-in. Uh, yes, I was wishing we could, Spike could use it. That's your error. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the buzz-in is tough, though. So that's yeah, that also... Because we don't have a system that actually works. Right, right. right. Yeah. Raise your hand, slap the desk. It just doesn't work out that way. I like I like how we're doing it. All right. Uh, CeeLo, what's going on in sports? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Edison Heating and Cooling. Jerry is here with us this morning on very little sleep. After flying all the way to Minnesota yesterday just to watch Rutgers blow a 10-point lead up the final 75 seconds last night. They lost to the Golden Gophers on that reviewed buzzer beater. 75-74. Scarlet Knights fall to 18-12 and 12 overall. Oh! in Big Ten play ahead of Sunday's regular season finale. Which yeah, it's be hard to believe home. we're talking regular season finale. Yeah, it really is. Western on Sunday, right? Uh, yep. I just say? So, yes. Huh. Yes. Why would it be Sunday? How about Sunday night at 7.30? Yep, that's just what you need. You can't, you can't make it up. No, it's games all day. They have to play at 7.30? Sure. How about noon? After you just come out of Cowboys season with a lot of the Sunday night primetime mm. games, they'll play Thursday night as well. Want to go out? 7.30, Sunday night. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I trust well, me, I'm aware. If you win Name That Tune and you get off Monday... It would kind of be like a Saturday for you, and you can go. Yeah, I'm not sure I like this idea that people are interested in me taking a day off. 
kind of feels like. <laughs> and why does it have to be next week in March? Why can't it be a summer Friday? Yeah, I want like a summer day off. Oh, I just thought that, you know, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you win Al and you take a day off. off. <laughs> Al, congratulations. Day. You're off Tuesday. We don't want to see you. <laughs> well, I felt like, at least from my perspective, it's a day off right now with the dog and the peeing and the attitude and everything. You know, like I thought that maybe this would be a good time. Got his big body scan today, too. You never know what that might uh, oh, pop up. That's not a good thing with someone no, with anxiety. Right. So if it reveals no, the bone okay. cancer and you say you got to live it up what? with the time that's left. <laughs> what? Now, what? This morning, he was like, you know, I feel like if, if something real bad came out, oh. he goes, and I found out I only had a few years to live, I'd want to live it up. And I I was just like, no, you. That's what it's going to take. You're yeah. 53. Wake up, man. <laughs> right. I need uh, a, a real big scare, Jerry. Holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> you're boneless. <laughs> I get my results on Monday. Oh, do you? Yes, because I went for my scan last week. Right, mm. yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the good news. They did tell me that if they see something concerning, they will reach out before my appointment with the doctor to review the scans. Oh, okay. No one has reached out. You see something, say something. If, yes. So I think that's a good thing. What? What? I'm going to be on my way out to the door. Before you go. I can see yeah. Al thinking he's on the table and he hears him in the other room. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I was the person reading those results. I would have to really ward off the temptation to mess with people. I would just be, I'd be like, oh, man, like, <sighs> your heart is going to give out. I'm like, oh, wait, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> or you My turn bad. the paper. Oh, I turn the paper. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to. All right. Anyway, what's going on? Nick's Heat in Miami tonight looking to extend their winning streak to eight. Here's audio of Charles Barkley poaching your content from mm. yesterday and taking it national in primetime last night on TNT. Jalen Bronson. Is arguably the best. Uh, not talking about K KD, LeBron free agents. Jalen Bronson is probably one of the best free agent pickups in NBA history. What he's doing? History, history. Oh, you. A, a guy who history. Nobody thought. I mean, this year for sure. No, no, no. History? We're, we're not history. Year. Shaq saw it at the end. No, not history. Just right. Yeah, Shaq finally goes. <laughs> <laughs> not very well received, but. As you alluded to, maybe he's listening. He's we'll see. You never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Give the big fella an idea. Nets will be in Boston against the Celtics. Coverage on the fan at 720. And the Mavericks did beat the Sixers in Dallas last night, 133-126, as Luka Doncic went for 42 and Kyrie Irving, 40. First Mavericks teammates to score 40 apiece in a single game. At the Garden, Rangers took a 3-2 lead into the third period in Patrick Kane's debut, but couldn't finish. On board, stopped by Giroud, out in front, turn around, score! Broussard with his second of the game! In his 1,000th NHL game, the former Ranger with a pair, Sam Rosa That's on MSG. That's a kick in the teeth. Yes, it was. Plus, Cam Talbot in goal for yep, Ottawa. I know. Also I saw Ranger. that. Yep. So that tied it at three. About two minutes later, Senators took the lead for good. They tacked on an empty netter for a 5-3 win. Their third in a row. Rangers 0-4 for 4 on the power play. Unable to score in a five-minute major for Ottawa in the first period. Nasty hit on Tyler Mott, who did not return. Kane held off the score sheet. A minus two in about 19 and a half minutes of ice time. I thought it was okay. You know, I think... Uh Maybe we were looking to pass a little bit too much to start, but, uh, you know, had a couple good looks along the way. He hadn't played in over a week, and after almost 16 years with the same team, a lot of change in a short period of time. How do you come to the rink? How do you get ready for the game? Different colors, uh, different things like that. So, um, 
but uh, you know, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's got to be cool for a guy like that. I mean, he's been around the block. He's a great player. We know that. Mm -hmm. And this, I'm not a Ranger fan. You know this. I will tell. And I don't. I, maybe thinks it's the same thing. That might be one of the greatest sports live sports experiences you can have. Yeah. There's a Ranger game at the Garden, especially when they're good. Oh, he talked about, you know, all these years playing in the West, you get one game there right. a year, and you look forward to it on the calendar. He's I like, can now see I'm it. looking forward to getting to do it multiple that times. That atmosphere might be the most, in my lifetime, the most electric atmosphere I've ever been around. Well, hopefully they uh, figured out over the course of the next six weeks here or so and are playing well heading into the playoffs so that it'll be exciting. they got a couple of days off now to practice before they visit the Bruins Saturday. Boston won again last night, 7-1 over the Sabres as they become the fastest team to 100 points in NHL history. You've got the Devils out west late tonight, 10 o'clock start against Vegas. Robert Sala, not at the Combine this week. The neurovirus, he stayed behind, missed the uh, follow-up Derek Carr meeting with Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson, at least from an in-person standpoint. Mm -hmm. point here was the audio of that quote you guys were just discussing last segment i thought it was great you know he's uh he's a tremendous tremendous young man uh he's a father of four obviously he's uh um his his mind's in the right spot he understands he keeps the main thing the main thing yeah. um but uh, a really impressive young man for Can you sure. imagine he tells joe that today <laughs> yeah, great but what about the football yeah father of four <laughs> Well, I care. <laughs> I mean, seriously, bro. I mean, I got these freaking daughters of mine that are sucking the life out of me. I don't think it's a good thing, bro, that he's got kids. Just, I mean, I, I don't know. Am I wrong or am I wrong? <laughs> like, that's on the table that he says yeah. that. No, of course. That's why I got to hear that interview. <laughs> so, I'm his main thing, the main thing. To me, it's... Sound like family's right, his main exactly. thing, yes. And we know Sal is a family guy. I didn't so. pay the, when I heard it the first time, I actually didn't pick up on that So part. what is this now? Sal is going on? He's with going Joe? on with Joe's oh, Over the Pain okay. podcast. Wow. So it says here, bro, that you're a Muslim? How about that? How about that? How about that? Yeah. Be a lot of golf talk on that podcast. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot Sal is a big golfer. That's yeah. right. Maybe that's the that's the oh, point. I, I bet that is. If if Eric Gelfan is listening at the New York Jets and he was a part of putting this thing together, if you want to get Joe off the Jets topics, mm -hmm. just. Open up with golf. Tell Rob Sala to open up with golf, and then he won't ask a single question about the Jets. <laughs> I bet the they know. Sala invites that. him to play with him. Yeah, oh, oh, that, yeah. Would, that, that would not would shock it. me at all. <laughs> I didn't realize that until you guys talked about it with him at yeah. training camp. He's played I, thousands of yeah. golf courses. Yeah, loves it's a the big game thing for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it possible they've already played together? No, there's no way. Uh, this is the first time that they're speaking. Oh, is today right? Let's delve into this uh, Rashad Bateman situation, and this you know this is kind of the norm now with these guys putting things out there and then deleting it, but interesting because we had Eric DeCosta. We played the audio yesterday on the show, more so talking about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens quarterback situation, but uh, their receivers haven't done a lot production-wise for years now. So Bateman yesterday on Twitter, first round pick 2021, he writes, how about you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight, of course, Jackson, blame the one you let do this. We take the heat 24-7 and keep us healthy, care about us and see what happens. Eight no problems. This is going well. Tired yeah. of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. So about 40 minutes later, after, by the way, Hollywood Brown responded to that tweet and wrote, let him cook. Because he, of course, asked to be traded, went to Arizona. Yep. So Bateman deletes the tweet 40 minutes later and then posts, my apologies with an emoji of two people hugging. So apparently it's all good now. <laughs>
So they spoke. That's <laughs> what you would think. Uh, or someone got to him and said, yeah. Yeah. pull that down and make yeah, it Yeah, but if you like say all good now, but if you get two guys hugging and you say all good now, they Maybe. had to have spoke. Because the other guy could be stewing. So wait a second. They solved all of that in a 40-minute span? Maybe. While DaCosta's at the Combine watching guys in their tights run it's the It's possible. Yeah, it's possible, yeah. sure. I mean, I'm sure you've been in a situation where you don't really get worked up with anybody because you still play it right down the middle. But I'm sure that in your life there's been some sort of situation where you're angry with yeah, somebody. The one time I did, it turned into a whole fiasco on the air that you guys still bust my chops about. Yeah, it's true. But you're, you're, yeah, you're more of a passive-aggressive guy. Oh, you're not very no. aggressive in your face type of stuff. But, <sighs> but I'm sure you've been in a situation at some point... <laughs> Where you've argued and then a great conversation. Sure. Get and my wife on the phone. She'll tell you yeah. I'm not very passive. And the th next thing you know, you're, everything's fixed. And that's yeah. probably what happened here. Sometimes it takes a while, but, yeah. you know. It's just amazing that these... I know we, I should be used to this by now, but it's just amazing that these guys go to Twitter yeah. and put it out. Like, if you're frustrated, you there's other outlets. Can't help themselves. Just there's other outlets. Hey, pick up the phone and call and yell at the guy. Yeah. So I know you guys did the NFL players survey thing yesterday, right? Oh, you got the solid thing? Oh, no, I didn't see the solid thing. Oh. I got the Chiefs item. Did you guys do the Chiefs yesterday? Well, we mentioned how they were one of the bottom five teams. That's And Clark, Clark Hunt and uh, not spending on the facilities and not treating the families well. And they've got issues with the, the training staff, the lead trainer specifically, yeah. apparently. We spoke yeah. about this yesterday. Oh, you did? Okay, great. I no, mean, it's okay, but yes, we did. I posted this morning. I thought maybe that was like an additional. Oh, we were ahead of that, too. Of you we were, were ahead of the Jalen Brunson free agent thing. We were ahead of the NFL champs are in the bottom no, of the No, I did not know about the rats in Jacksonville. I heard you guys mention yes. that this morning. Yes, that was one of Al's items yeah. this morning. Yeah. That, not shocking. No. Old right. stadium. That uh, made more sense me. to me than the Chiefs. The solid, well, you know, maybe on the other side, we'll talk about the solid, okay. quickly yeah, on the solid that. thing. So, um, all right, can I give you, yeah. let's do this. Uh, I had some spring baseball stuff. Speak, CeeLo, Let's, let's speak. fast forward to this. Let's get to Sal, all right? So he already, of course, ticked off Ranger fans with the Islander nonsense yeah. you know, just recently. So now he's getting into it, the Met fans, before the season, season even the begins. The Met fans? The Met fans. Those are his people. Yeah, exactly. So we're, so we're the Ranger fans up until recently. Yeah. So nice open night five-hour show for Sal this morning. <laughs> About half hour in, Russ from Connecticut five called in hours. to get on Sal for predicting the Mets to win the division last year. Yeah. And things would uh, escalate from there. Why is it stupid, Sal? You've heard of a jinx, right? You, don't, you do know how to schlep this. You know, the white in Italian. You do know what it is, right? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and you do okay. know that that's not a real thing, right? Uh, of course I know that it's a real thing. It's called the Jinx. It's, it's a known fact. Uh, You're Russ, Russ, are you that fact. stupid? The Mets are going to win the NL East. Yeah, and, and, and what, you think they lost because of something I said? You think they lost because of something I said? You think they lost because of something I said? You gave them the kiss of death. Russ, you idiot. Hey, Russ, you idiot. So they went back and forth for a bit. They're yelling over each other. And then we come to the end of the exchange. Please don't do it this year. Russ, please don't do it this year. Russ, listen to me for a second. Listen to me for a second. Listen to me for a second. Just don't do it this year. Russ. Russ. Go ahead. No, no. You caught me an idiot. You are. You are an idiot. Shut your mouth. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not dealing with the idiocy. Look, do me a favor. I'll sit here and talk to myself for five hours if I have to. I won't come back. I'll quit. I'll go do TV and not deal with you. <laughs> Are you that stupid? Okay. So now what oh I'll bring to you next hour, that's just the call. And then there was what more. Sal, what Sal said after when the wow. call was gone, it was just him alone with his thoughts. That is tremendous. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, Russ pretty stupid. It yeah. was. I mean, it's like he was poking the bear. I was, oh, was going to say something like, "Russ, you're not going to have a stroke." <laughs> 
and see if he, <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. But well, I like that Russ almost talked him into retiring. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Half hour into the show, right. he's threatening well, to quit. that at like oh, in the 3 a.m. hour, maybe yeah. 4. And then you got four and a half hours to go. I quit! That was at 12.30. Oh, my God. It's a rough start. Not that long after you and he and Spike were all tweeting back and forth at each other late last night. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. I guess I actually went on live with him at 2 o'clock. What's that? Yeah. Did you? Oh, I just poked my head in to say hello. That was all. And then he pulled me in. Quick exchange. Five minutes. Breaking down Rutgers. Yeah, that was it. He he knew of the game. He didn't realize some of the details. Anyone could have walked by and he would have pulled me in. Yes, pretty much. (laughs) A human. Get in here. That is true. Uh, Okay. All right. You guys, I said, uh, let me get to Sal before we're done. Oh, I didn't know what you just said. Just stopped. Usually there's like a... Like, I don't know, some sort of definitive end? I wasn't sure. Normally it's like, are you done there? Like, stop talking. (laughs) Who was that on, him or me? I think on... How about all of us? I would say all of us. Yeah. Neither one of us said anything. He did say he was just about done. All right. I told you I've got more of Sal for next hour. I think it's on you and I, actually. Is it? Yeah, I think so. All right, sorry, Sal. Yeah, Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Top of the hour, 8 a.m. sharp. The rest of the Boomer and Geo live tickets going on sale. Your last opportunity to be in the building for Boomer and Geo Live. Friday, April 7th at 8 p.m. White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. WFAN.com slash live is where you get the link for the tickets and all the information. There's VIP tickets that will be available and general admission tickets that will be available coming up at the top of the hour. So... Don't miss it if you missed it last time because this is it. This is your last opportunity. All right, so we talked about that NFLPA survey Mm. yesterday and some of the teams that were ranked last, some of the teams that did well. And Rob Sala got banged for one thing in particular. Yes, I wanted this was going to bring up before, yes. So, yeah, so they were ranked last, the coaching staff, of all 32 teams with time efficiency. Yes, So this was from the actual report card for the Jets. The player respondents don't feel like the coaching staff is efficient with their time as they are routinely at the facilities much later than the other teams in the league. Longer hours aren't necessarily correlated to winning as seven of the top eight coaches who ranked most efficient with their players' time made the playoffs this year. So here's the problem with that. Okay, Here's why this is bullcrap. When they were seven and four and they were winning a lot, what was was there a problem? Well, maybe they burned out. No, they didn't burn out. They burned out the as the season went on because they were at the facilities. The quarterback too died on them down the stretch, and then the yeah. quarterback that, that did play well when he had a chance broke his ribs. Well, it doesn't mean that this is all about wins and losses. It's just how the players feel about the time that's being. Yeah, used. No, no, I know, but you just you just brought up the point in the in the article that I guess some of the reaction was seven of the eight coaches that have much shorter time were in the playoffs. What I'm saying is that's bullcrap. Well, because the quarterbacks that they probably had were much right. better. Yeah. I and mean, at seven and four and on their way to the playoffs, it had nothing to do with too long, too short. It had to do with they had the better team. They were playing better. Yeah. And you don't need to work as hard when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. Bingo. You, you and Joe Burrow. Right. You got to be on an air mattress at the facility in Florham Park when Zach Wilson is your quarterback. I'm just curious when Jalen Hurts got injured. And all of a sudden, the Eagles lost a couple of games. Is that because the Eagles decided to keep their players there longer those weeks? Yeah. 
I mean, come on. So I guess the play, well, the players are saying it wasn't just the coaching staff that was there much later. I mean, they were keeping the players there much yeah, later. That too. their yeah. time spent was too long. Right. right now, exactly. I don't know how long that is. Were they were they 12 hour days? Were they, God forbid, eight hour days? I don't know. But last, they ranked last and, in time efficiency. And the one thing too, right, time efficiency, not time spent. Mm hmm. Um, and the one, and so Salah, then he reacts to it by saying, you know what, we'll take a look at it and we want to do what's ever best for the players. How about what's best for the football team? Because you know what? I can sit there and look at that team after week 11 and say things were working out pretty damn well last year. Yeah. And then if you're, the, I mean, time efficiency, is it really time efficiency or is it the players wanting to do the least amount possible? Probably. I mean, you probably think, you think these guys who were talking about time efficiency were like, this is the perfect amount of work because it's not too little. It's not too much. It's just too perfect. Or there's a time efficiency stuff like, man, like I can go home at like two o'clock when I was at this other team. I didn't go home till seven. It, that could be possible because be. guys wanted to, you know, during the week with such a violent sport, guys don't want to be at the facility practicing all the time, especially if you're talking about week 11 in a northeast city. But I don't think the practice time, I think it's probably more the, the film study, yeah. the meetings. I, I don't think that guys are on the field for five hours. I mean, I've been to enough of those um, sessions that are open to the media for 15 minutes or so, and then you got to wait for the locker room to open in like... 90 minutes to two yeah. hours? Yeah. Unless they're going back out there after we leave for another two to three hours in the afternoon, which we know they're not. You're talking about a couple of hours on the field, very little contact during the week, during a season, and it's probably mostly film study, meetings, and things of that nature. Jets ranked 19th overall in the survey. So, All right, so that glass half full. They're better than 13 other teams. <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, Mike in Westchester, what's going on, Mike? Hey, Boomer Geo, I, I, uh, you brought up the, uh, you know, the quarterback situation at the Jets. And, yeah. You know, you just brought up record. Mm -hmm. All right. The Jets were seven and four. They finished seven and 10. It, you know, all six of those losses were one score games. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why people are, you know, saying if Aaron, Aaron Rodgers needs to be the guy. I mean, any one of those guys that's a free agent is you're going to win. Five of those six games, probably. Well, be Mike, careful. Well, hold, is, is the point to get just someone better than Zach Wilson, or is the point to get the best person available? Well, honestly, you know, yes, you want the best person available, but is the best person available, if the best person available is going to cost you, you know, $40 million? Look, I'm a Giants fan. We're in a situation just similar to yours. They're talking about paying a guy that's not worth $40 million to get on the field. Do you want to pay Aaron Rodgers $35, $40 million, you know, for two, for two years? Yes. Or would you rather pay, or would you rather pay Derek, Derek Carr $27 million? He's not going to get $27 million. Well, he's he's going to get more like $35 million. million. I, don't, I don't know what the number would be. I, well, let me ask you this question, Mike. Let me ask you this question. If, let's say, two years, uh, $80 million, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter, whatever number. If the Jets wind up winning a Super Bowl, is it worth it? If they wind up winning the Super Bowl, yes. Okay. I mean, he gives you the best chance to do that, and I don't think you can argue that. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I am not saying anything to the contrary. But if you're looking at the likes of Rodgers, Carr, Garoppolo, Tannehill as your, I would say, the most legit options right now in terms of a veteran, I don't know how you could sit there and tell me that Rodgers doesn't give you that best option. Tim.
Company live at the Bill Ford Tough Studio. That countdown is for right now. General on sale for Boomer and Geo Live is live. WFAN.com slash live, and you'll get all the information and where you get the tickets. It's up there. I hope you are logged on. I hope that you are typing in your uh, your information and your credit card, and it's in your cart. I know Dan and Carteret claims he's not trying, but I know that he's trying. We hope that you are trying because this is the last opportunity you get to get in the building for Boomer and Geo Live to purchase tickets. There will be some giveaways, limited number of tickets for the giveaways, but this is your last opportunity to purchase tickets. And you are trying to purchase more tickets here, Jerry? I am. You're trying to purchase more tickets. I am. And there's the uh, on CBS Sports Network pointing to where White Eagle Hall is. In uh, Jersey City, with their uh, nice little graphic there. So, uh, so this will be next thing you know. It's going to be Friday night, April seventh, and we're going to be there at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. So, what is Boomer and Geo Live? It's off the air, off air, on stage, uncensored version of the show, only for the people in the room. And here we are, selling the rest of the tickets right now. Fingers are flying. Yeah. Fingers are flying. People are freaking out. And I want everybody to know, because I think they think that it's a joke. Like, for us, too, like, there are not many tickets available. Like, no, we're they trying. Are no, they are not. And, and uh, I, yeah, like I said, if I have any plus one, it's going to have to be backstage. Because there's so many limited tickets at this point. There was actually one of our great sponsors wanted some tickets. And the only way they were getting tickets is if they became a part of the show. Sure. When it came from a sponsor. Right, yes. Yeah, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Sponsorship standpoint. So that's how limited these are. So if you get your hands on these, this is like a miracle for you. And I like how we were encouraged. If you don't need your plus one, yeah, I know. Plus one. Jerry came with a plus eight. I was I, yes, I was trying no, to but buy. He, no, he was trying to buy. Though. I was trying to buy. I was never trying. I would never asked anybody for anything. I was trying to buy seven of them, and now there's a limit of four, which is great. That's what it should be. Let's see. Come on, go in as a guest. Go in as a guest. Is it working? Is it working for you this time? Or are they sold out already in two and a half minutes? I'm, I got nothing. Is the site crashed? No, I didn't say that. I just oh. said right now I got nothing. So uh, sign in or create an account. I'm trying to continue as guest. Doesn't look like that's an option. Oh, jeez. Oh! Uh, no good. Huh. Right, yes. I would. Yes, I would say they're gone. Come on. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying you, this is the same message I got the other day when I tried to buy them. Wow. Ticket reservation failed. Please try again. Try again. And it's the same thing. So are you getting any tickets for your friends at this point? No. None of them? No. The only thing I'll do is try and buy one for my wife if she'd like to go. That's about it. Buy one? Yeah. Well, your wife can sit. How about uh, Kim and Gina hang out backstage? Oh, that's fine. About it. Yeah, no, that's and they fine. can have a you know they could they can you know shoot the breeze, have some drinks, whatever. I don't even know if Gina's going to want to come at this I, point. Me neither. Yeah, I don't either. Is your Gina, Gina coming? Now, my Gina loves to be in the mix. She yeah, hundred percent is in. Right. I could see. You? I could see Kim going. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. there's fun being had, Gina wants to be there, which is really amazing. I want to talk about opposites attracting? My lord. 
<laughs> uh, Eddie, plus one? No shot. No way? <laughs> you don't think so? I know so. Would Eddie be allowed to bring his dog to this event? Mm, good question. Is it a uh, service dog by any chance at this point officially? Like, I know you no. train, so no. Okay. No, they, they, when we have them, they never are because we're not blind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they're eventually service dogs, yes? Like, but not at the time we have them. Okay. All right. So, you have to, so they officially become a service dog when a blind person grabs a hold of the leash? And once they graduate, yeah. Once they graduate. So you, but you've had, you've had a graduating dog that you've kept. Yes, when they come back to you. But we're, again, we're not. You don't have that right now. But if it's a dog that's graduated that came back to you, it's still technically a service dog. Only if I am in need of a service dog. Okay. <laughs> so the people that bring their emotional support pets. Yes, and that hurts the people who legit need, like, a guide dog. And that's right. like anything in life. Okay. Correct. They have taken advantage and they've ruined Correct. it for a lot of people who actually need a guide dog. But yeah. that but that aside, if you were to say that your service dog that has come back to you is your emotional support pet, would it be allowed on a plane? With Probably, you? but that would be All right. a mockery. Okay. So I'm just asking what the, the rules are. are. Doing that every day. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Like the, they call these the, uh, the, all the rules that people skirt around. Like the Southwest flights that we have from Islip down to Florida, they call the Jesus flight. Because the reason why it's the Jesus miracle flight is that there's 60 people in wheelchairs that line up to get on Southwest because oh, they get priority sheet on. seating. And then off the plane, they walk. <laughs> it's the Jesus flight. <laughs> Miracle flight. That's for hilarious. Real, for real, that happens for real. Yes, it's unbelievable. You any set last whatever you fly Southwest, there is a line of people in wheelchairs, just one after another after another, and they all get to board the plane early. Wow! And like, what are you going to do? Question the wheelchair person? Everybody shows up with a note. You're not going to do that. So every person that's like over a certain age that looks like they would need a wheelchair is in a wheelchair. Then they go on, you know, and then they. Waddle down the that thing, is and then on the pl- when they get off, it's just <laughs> speed walking. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's not young fit people. No, 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 no. It's it. Well, sometimes I mean I've seen some some younger people do it, but it's it's generally the and older that folks. screws the people who are in genuine. Of course, needs. exactly. Yes, there might be out of the forty people that are in wheelchairs. Two. Yeah. Two or three that actually need it. So uh, when I flew from Phoenix to Chicago, if you remember, that airport was bonkers crazy. Yeah. Um, both Phoenix was outbound, and then when we got to Chicago, it was nuts. And so they, you know, they make the announcement, full flight. And this was a big plane, too. This was a uh, this was a three and three plane. It was, it was big. And it was like, I think there were 40 rows in it. Big first class and so we get on the plane, and we were one of the first ones on for, I don't know why, whatever CBS, they booked our flight, booked my flight, they got, I was in zone one. So I was able to get on first, which was great. So we get on, I did not have anything for the overhead, but within, I would say, five to ten minutes, they're making the announcement, the overheads are just about full, and you gotta please check your bags. So... People were not listening, and people were putting two bags up. There's supposed to be yeah, one up and one course. underneath. Yeah. And the this, the uh, the flight attendant is seeing people putting two bags up routinely. And so I went back to her. I'm like, "This is I don't know how you guys do this. These people are crazy." <laughs> I said, and I I said, me and a, a friend of mine, we've had this conversation all the time. Why do they charge you 
for the to, for the luggage underneath and not charge you for the overhead. Al and I have discussed this a million times. And she goes, you know what's so interesting about that? The number one suggestion by flight attendants when the company asks us what to change is that. Yeah. Charge for overhead space, not for the cargo space. And yet they don't. And all they do is create headaches for us. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, stuffing those things in there. There's no space. And you got to end up checking bags. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Like, when you check a bag, if you don't do it at the counter, and then, like, you're someone who's like, oh, this bag's a little too big or there's no space, you get to check your bag for free. And it's a gate check, too. Yeah. And it's waiting for you when you get off the plane. Exactly. That's it's a nice little secret, too, a lot of people don't know. I know. People use that. But anyway, so uh, I don't know how we got there, but... Uh, the uh, the general Southwest, yeah, the Southwest Airlines. Which, by the way, so Gene is flying back. The with Jesus this, flight, yeah, the Jesus flight. Gene is flying back on one of these uh, Jesus flights today, and so the naked sister in law went down with her to Florida, but decided to stay a few more days. Oh, nice. Oh, nice for her. Gina's got to now fly back with the two girls, the suitcases, the car seats, yeah. by herself. Yeah, and naked sister in law is just going to be strolling around. You know why? Boobs in the breeze. She realized, not my problem. Yeah. But it was one of those things where, hey, if I go down to Florida and you come with me, yeah, you I can hear you. help because Greg's not going to take off a week to go do that. Right. And then she was like, yeah. So now. And now it's, nah. nah I'm going to stay here for a while. I'm all right. Good so luck. I'm just hoping Gina does not have the ability to text on the plane or the Wi-Fi because that's all I'm going to get the entire time. <laughs> And in this time, like usually when I'm here and she's texting me things that I can't fix at home, I'm like, I, I can't do anything about it. I'm at work. This time I'm really not going to be. You're, you're 30,000 feet in the There's sky. I can't help you out. You, she's on her own. Can't help you yeah, out. Yeah. Good luck with that now one. Can you just ignore those or no? <laughs> Come on. Ignore those texts. I mean, five minutes would go by. Where are you? What are you doing? What's happening? I don't know. You're not hearing this? <laughs> five minutes? That's the That's the number? I would think so. I mean, unless she knew it was like in a nap, designated nap time area, then she would give me a little more slack. But if she knew I was awake, what's going on? Where's the phone? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But she knows she could do nothing. I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, when the whole the, the situation happened with the rent-a-car... In Phoenix. Right, what you want him to do, beam himself up there? Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing you can do there either. I was like, I could get in, well, I mean, I, it was like 25 minutes away from where I was. I was like, would you like me to get in the car and drive there? <laughs> because by the time I get there, if you still don't have this figured out, that's a that's a big yeah, problem. exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. She, I think she does. I just think it somehow, it makes her feel better to vent to me, but then all it does is stress me out. Like, what if you put back the laughing emoji? How would that While help? she was freaking be served out. with divorce yeah. papers. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there's no way I could. No. no way. Sucks to be you. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> but, that, but that's the word. Like, I, if something, some, you know, Sabrina's going crazy on the plane or some are screaming or whatever. Like, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know about it until they're landing and they could tell me the story. Like, I, while it's I, I going think, on, I can't even think about it. But I do think it's comforting for her to get it off her chest so you know what the hell's going on. I guess. That's probably what it and is. And what time is she in the air? 12.30. Yeah. So that's right in my nap wheelhouse when I get home. Usually about 1.30 I'll fall asleep It should be bit. starting the whole process of getting to the airport by what? By show's end, maybe. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, with all the crap she's got to deal with. Rent a car, bags, kids. Ugh. Oof. Oofah. <laughs> she made a great move when she could tell him. <laughs>
I know. And then, right, she had perfect weather. It was like 85 and oh. sunny all week long. She's going to step over that plane into this winter soup. That sounds phenomenal. Are yeah. you picking her up? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. In the car, the whole thing. She's going to be just, I'm sure they're all going to be miserable. <laughs> Here. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, essentially, yeah. Well, she, I mean, she was with her whole family down yeah, there. No, I, I'm you by herself the whole time. I was going to be like, wait a second. You had a lot of help this week. <laughs> all right, so it uh, looks like the uh, the system here with the tickets is just waiting for all the transactions to clear because people have the tickets in their carts. They're all tied up, right? So it is, yeah, it's essentially sold out. So the Boomer and Geo Live is now officially sold out. And we will give you an opportunity to win some tickets, but this is now it. We have packed White Eagle Hall for Friday night, April 7th at 8 p.m., if you want to be a part of this thing now, uh, then you basically have to buy ad space. <laughs> that's, yes. really, that's really what it is. <laughs> you love that new clip. <laughs> it's like the ninth time I've heard it in two hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so there it is. All right. Very good. I guess TV's pointing to where the hall actually is in Jersey City across the river. Is that the point of yeah, the yeah. yeah, Stephen Waldron, how accurate is that arrow that you guys have there pointing on CBS Sports Network? About as accurate as it can be. Really? Okay. And you live over there, right? Yeah, I live about a mile away. You live a mile away. Are you coming yeah, to this Jersey thing? Yeah, Jersey City is very big. No, yeah, I'll you, be there. Did you buy your tickets? <laughs> no, we're going to work. Okay. Did you get a press pass then, or how does that work? I will, but we've, been already, we've already been talking to Spike about it. Oh, you have? Okay. Just making sure. Because, like, my plus one's got to be backstage. Jerry's buying tickets for his friends. His plus one's backstage. I'm not buying anything now. I get shut out. We don't even... So you guys are just allowed to roam free? Looks like it. All right. So it's one guy with an iPhone, right? (laughs) No, we'll have a camera this time. Oh, you will? Okay. How many CBS Sports Network employees are going to be there? (laughs) I have no idea. I haven't asked that question yet. It'd be hilarious if it's more than five. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. The answer is one, Stephen. The answer is one. That's what's allowed. It's you and the iPhone. Yeah. I wonder if any, like, the... Spike mentioned something about, like, the media people, people who cover media, like Neil Best or Andrew Marchand being at this thing. Like, does that make you a little more concerned about the content if they're standing out there going to write an article about it the next day? No. No, it makes it even more fun. All right, good. I don't think so. Boomer feel the same way about that? Uh, how many drinks did we say he'd have before? Yeah. Like, I don't think it'll matter. Drunk former NFL MVP <laughs> urinates in potted plant. He's not going to do that. <laughs> He's not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. All right. So, yeah, sold out. The site even crashed for a little bit. Really? Yeah. Site even crashed, and then where they were back up. Uh, well, you know what? You had great anticipation with the way things went. When, when did we do it? Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. And then for that to happen as quickly as it did, and then people were waiting for 8 a.m. today. So I guess I'm not surprised that the, that the site might have crashed. But that's great. Sold out. Here we go. About a month away. Yeah. Now all we have to do is just stay healthy. All of us need to stay healthy. Yeah. Nobody get the norovirus. We do our best. Nobody get the COVID. Nobody get any of that stuff. The flu. Everybody just be Al Dukes from now until... Actually, I'm going on... I'm going on a little bit of a trip. Yeah, over the so you can't do that. I have numerous flights I still have to take. That's not quite going to be the case. Although, I'll You're have flying it, private. No, God, yeah, right. <laughs> no, although I will, I'll have, I'll have two weeks in case 
I'm sick to okay. recover by the time I get off that so plane. So you should be fine. You, on the other hand, you're going to be... I will do the best I can. Flying all over the country. That's all I can tell you. I hope so. I Mask hope so. up, Jerry. But Mask on charter, up on this plane. Though, right? What? On charter, right? Not all the time. Like Yes. But you flew by yourself, though, yesterday. Yesterday, I flew by myself to meet them there, yes, because they were there already. So, yeah, charter's a little bit easier. Yeah, 100%. You don't have to worry about all this. Still a lot of people on the plane, though. Disgusting Yeah, but if one or two people ain't feeling well, I mean, I would think that thing's going to spread pretty quickly, no? Yeah, let's not. Positive vibes. Yes. Everybody's healthy for the live show. Everybody's healthy. Plus, it'll be April. You know, I feel like more people get sick, like January, February. Yeah, April's my wheelhouse. For being sick? Yeah. April and October. Really? Mm-hmm. Why April and October? I have no idea. I don't know. Every spring, every fall, Allergies? I usually get sick. Maybe. That's certainly huh. possible. Yeah. Well, Boomer gets the yearly stomach virus. It happens all the time. Even Mike Northseth, Northseth said it. He was like, yeah, once a year, this time of year. It just His body just breaks down because of football season. He starts puking all over the place. Gross. This was the third norovirus I've known him have since working with him. Ugh. Yeah. And I got it from him once, but then... Also for my family. So twice. I've had it the same amount of time. Mm. All right. There it is. Boomer Geo Live. Sold out. Friday, April 7th, 8 p.m. Now we can talk about what we're going to do with the show. And we're going to uh, have some giveaways leading up to it. So that's that. I can now... Uh, I can, can I get now- a giveaway? <laughs> <laughs> actually, you're the giveaway. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, we're giving want. away Jerry Recco. No one wants me. <laughs> <laughs> you can take home Jerry Recco uh, for the night. Network. It is Boomer and Geo. We are looking at, I'm looking at, rather, the uh, responses here on Twitter from people, some people disappointed not getting the tickets. One person is suggesting we add another show. Because you know how, like, we'll come back Saturday night now? Yeah, like, would you sell We're better we do Thursday night. <laughs> like you sell out one night, then you yeah. got to do another one. You add another show. Let's see if this one's a complete disaster first before we do a second one. Well, how about this? We'll just sell the tickets for the second show, and if the f- first one's a complete disaster, we refund the Saturday tickets. <laughs> and we say, pay it all. Yeah, it's true. We yeah. already lose some money on the deal. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to have to add a show now, add a whole other show. All right, the next day. <laughs> <laughs> no, there will be another Boomer and Geo Live if this is, well, it's a success from a ticket-selling standpoint. So as long as we don't bomb out there and people enjoy themselves, then... And no one's arrested. Right, and nobody's arrested, yes. And, and and Boomer doesn't get a you know a horrible write-up in a newspaper, then <laughs> then we'll be okay. I think there'll be another one. And it'll just NFL see. Today changes. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> wow, Eddie, Jesus. It's <laughs> always morbid. one step too far. Yeah. I mean, one step. <laughs> oh, we're not on stage yet? <laughs> yeah, we you have to be mic'd up the entire time because like off air Eddie is probably the most ruthless person on earth. So <laughs> if people could hear a little taste of that. Yeah. You know, we gotta get you just like a headset and a mic the entire time so you have your hands available. One of the nicest and nastiest people you'll ever meet. All <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Right. No yeah. filter. No. To calls no. Like none none none. Yeah, it's like sort of like a swan. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> physically appearing, you know, his appearance is very uh, beautiful with the ponytail. <laughs> and then, like, you know, you see the swan, it's little swan babies behind it. You know, it's like, wow, it's so nice. 
And then, but then if you get too close to that thing, it'll break your arm and its wings. <laughs> All of a sudden, you got a broken arm. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. CeeLo, are you excited for the uh, the live show? Absolutely. All right. What's the deal with the plus ones here, though? They have to stay backstage? Is that well, at least mine story? does, so yeah. Why does you just yours? Huh? Well, because I didn't ask about you guys. I asked about mine. I said, what do I want if I bring my wife and you guys have no tickets here? And what if she she just wants to come and not going to stick her out there with the maniacs by herself? Uh-huh. So yeah, we'll put her backstage. So maybe we get a spouses slash significant others group backstage? We could. If, yeah. It's possible. I know Eddie's is not interested in coming. Jerry thinks I don't know. Not. I'm not sure. Mine definitely is interested. So, all right, you're gonna have to talk to Spike. Okay, I I'm can't. Sure I can't. Go, I'm sure that'll go well. I can't grant you this wish. Okay. Do you guys want me to try to win you some plus ones? <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm going to try and win these tickets yeah, right. next week. Yeah. So I mean, in my contest against Spike at yeah. nine. I can right, yeah. everybody's a plus one. <laughs> Negotiate your, your That's interesting. Yeah. I don't. But is there? I wonder if they're actually available because I, that's a good idea. If they're actually available, what you guys? You're the VIPs. No, 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 no. no, no. It, this is very it's totally, totally different. different. You don't understand. Yeah, we, we are not oh, messing around here. So why, right, this I, is I, not I, a joke. Al made it. I was like, yeah, no, no problem. It'd be fine. So I figured this was no big deal. Now it's, I sense it's going to become no. It a is problem. a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Gallo not is the asking. event. I mean. The bringing yes, well, it's a you were telling me other than it was indicated. They to told me. us that in the mid last meeting mm -hmm. that if everybody brought a plus one, that they wouldn't have any more comps to be able to give away. If all of us brought a plus one, mm -hmm. is that correct, Eddie? You heard yes, the same thing. We were kind of encouraged. Like, how great would it be if you didn't bring any? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then that, I that kind I'm of lucky. I'm even going myself. So yes, yes actually, <laughs> I do have between to... now and then, probably could change if I had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> Say something stupid yeah, and it well, might. Not even that. <laughs> like a golf tournament, yeah, he didn't make the cut. Sorry. Yeah. And Gallo was just asking if he gets a plus one. Oh come on! He is the plus one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> Zoo. <laughs> I want to bring Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, Gallo does not get a plus one. Well, we're making him do stuff, though, so then I feel Who's bad. Who's his plus one? Didn't his last date dump him at yeah. dinner? He just yeah. told me the plus one is not necessarily a female. Just oh, a okay. Just wants a to guy. Come. Just oh, I got you. Okay. Other mutant that he's no. hanging out with. <laughs> That's not nice. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a good dude out there. Yes, he is. I know he is. Like, uh, <laughs> he's a gummy dealer. <laughs> This is Derek. <laughs> Does need anything? He's the guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the plus ones are going to have to be just stay. I don't know how big the backstage area is. We're just going to stuff them all back there. <laughs> Maybe there's some catering Jeez. or something they could hang out. Yeah, clearly your your guys' appeal was underestimated with this event. I mean, well, it's the size of it. Well, really. That's what I mean, though. And then if we if everybody was filled, if we filled half the place with comps, then what the hell's the point? You know. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to make every, because there were limited tickets because of the size of the venue, it was sort of like we wanted every person that wanted to go to have a shot to mm -hmm. go so we weren't sucking up all the tickets with clients and friends. Yeah. But this really was made available for the listener, for real. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I get that. 99% of which are now angry. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. The demand is through the roof. People want to go. That's why we're adding another show. Yeah. Saturday, mm -hmm. April 8th. No, we're not hitting another show. How about Don't Easter, do that. Easter Sunday while you're at it. <laughs> Don't yeah. do that. Well, that's the, that's the, the Masters. I can't do that. Oh. <laughs> right. That's Masters weekend? Yeah. Masters Sunday's Easter. 
So sorry, Jesus. Did not realize. <laughs> yeah, why don't they get crap for having stuff on they Good have. Friday? People no, no, they it. have, and their answer has been Movieister. <laughs> That's true. Really? Yes. If you, uh, they have been criticized for having. Masters Sunday on Easter Sunday. Wow. I believe the response has been Move Easter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I didn't realize that was Easter Sunday. Oh, I guess I should have. It was Good Friday, Friday night. People were complaining yeah. about that too. That's why I said just just to go all weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no we're not Friday going all weekend. Easter One Sunday. night, let's see how it goes, and then we'll we'll go from there. That seems fair to me. So that's gonna be pretty big. So we'll have that, and then I'm assuming we'll have a kick off the summer show the following month. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. They don't even have us on the calendar. Yet. Oh boy. They don't even, I'm looking at a White Eagle Hall calendar and on Friday, 4 7, we're not I, even on there. I saw it, not on their calendar, but like upcoming events. Yeah, and, and I'm on their mailing list because I had bought tickets for a previous show and I it came through on like, you guys are up there with the other bands. Okay, yeah, because I'm just looking at their, because I'm scrolling down to see if we could do a second show on Saturday, 4 8. We're not doing a second show. <laughs> You can do a second what show. What is your big problem with Geo stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, we can't do it on Saturday 4-8 because Wizard Fest is in town. <laughs> so, Eddie will now Suddenly be attending I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are jammed right, right, in, right in between Guster, the band Guster, Guster. and Wizard Fest. It's popular song I would know? I think there is. Yeah, no I'll play it for you. Like that one, right? Familiar yeah. to me, Guster, for some reason. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely in your wheelhouse. Guster. Oh, this would be under Douchey Rock, I think. Oh, well, sleepy, well, that's for him. I, I don't have that well, same opinion. See. I'll give you this one first. <laughs> Thursday, April 6th. I don't know that one at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, I turned on a fan the other day to play in Gusta. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're on. I happen to be able to drive my kids around. I don't know what the hell they're doing anymore. <laughs> I left it playing. I have no idea. I turned it on once. See, they're talking about a little bit of Derek Hahn and playing Gusta. Maybe Gusta, <laughs> they can only fill a 300 seat place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. With those three songs, anyway. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Let's exactly. see. It, it, Zolg and I did Radio City. These guys are doing a place that Gusta plays. Okay. Let's <laughs> I mean, you know, quick, you know, uh, uh, get off the stage because Wizard Fest is coming in, okay? <laughs> Was any of those songs Dear Valentine? Oh, boy. No. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's the one I know. Number four from Gusta. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. By the way, Eddie, this is right up Wizard Fest. Oh, yeah. So. Dumbledore versus Gandalf. <laughs> VIP includes priority entry, Wizard Fest scarf, oh. Wizard Fest t-shirt, and custom wand. Oh, yeah. So, do you dress up for something like this? That's what yeah, it I says. would think you would have to. Yeah. Oh, Wizard Fest? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. It says it's a uh, well, I didn't mean Boomer and Geo Live. <laughs> well, just check it. <laughs> Wizard-themed drinks, a cosplay costume contest, Wizard Trivia, Wizard Games, and more. I gotta tell you, sounds like a fun night out. Yeah. He's not bringing his wife to your event, but she'll be joining him for Wizard Fest. Says, I'm checking Wizard Fest on Instagram. It says, grab your cloaks, brooms, and wands. <laughs> There'll be hotties all deep at this Wizard Fest. <laughs> oh, I'll sure. bet you there would be. Yeah. I bet you no. I'm, no. I bet I, not I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the photographs right now on their Instagram page. Might want to rethink that. 
Well, they're not going to put up the dorks on there. They're going to put the, you know, the, the attractive <laughs> well, whatever. People. I'm just saying, the first couple that come up. <laughs> or the, what did you call it? That's all a few minutes ago? Mutant. Mutant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Creature, gremlin, any of right. the above. They also have a contest here at Wizard Fest. Who's the oldest virgin in the crowd? They actually have that. <laughs> Wizard Fest. All right, that's a little freaky. Yeah, that's it. That, was, that photograph was a bit weird. <laughs> she looked like a cat. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, so uh, we'll be serving up buttery brews, hosting Wizard Games. It's the Wizard event of the year. So we cannot do a second show. The listeners out there, sorry, Wizard Fest takes priority. You can still buy tickets to Wizard Fest, by the way, when you can't buy tickets to Boomer and Geo Live. Wizard Fest has back-to-back nights. Where are they? Uh, they're in Mc- is this a Mechanicsburg. Real town? Mechanicsburg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. PA, right? That's yeah, a real town. Wow. Yeah, yep. the, the next night. Mm-hmm. So they're doing the East, weekend. Easter Sunday in Mechanicsburg? I guess if Easter <laughs> Sunday is the night, then they yeah, are. Yeah. Wizard Fest, yeah. Wow. yeah. You know there's a, a town called Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania? Really? Yeah, which really threw me for a loop last week at the Penn State game when they had the kids from the Jersey Shore playing a basketball game. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they got the ki- And then I'm like, Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania, it's a town. Who the, knew? The, uh, my favorite town in Pennsylvania when I drive to Pittsburgh is Shartlesville. <laughs> Legit town. <laughs> Shartlesville. <laughs> Come here and change your pants. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Guster tickets sold out. So Guster did sell nice. out White Eagle Hall. Who were you seeing there, Al, when you were going? I bought tickets for the Lemonheads. That's it. Right. Lemonheads. Wow. And then I sold them on the secondary market because I was like, do I really want to leave my house? <laughs> <laughs> I could. And how but I don't long, want to. How long a period of time between when you bought the tickets well, and the made that got, decision? Well, the show got postponed, oh, so then many months later. Got it. And then because remorse. it was such a tiny venue, I sold my tickets at like four times what I bought Profit. them. Profit, wow. Yeah, big how time. about that? Nice little uh, business decision for you. Good job. Hmm. Wow, they got fights at this place, too. This is, they got a lot of interesting stuff. Would you like me to start while you sc- scroll through that, or are nah. we just blowing right through this? Uh, go ahead. All right. Give me, I want to hear uh, more Sal. Yeah. Yeah, give me well, six minutes. Six minutes. Okay. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Well, Minnesota beat Rutgers last night, which was a problem for Jerry. Buzzer beating three. 75-74. The final rough road loss there. Now, I'm curious. You guys were talking about Southwest last segment. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to uh, fly Southwest to Minnesota yesterday? No. You did not. Okay. Uh, had you, had you, you might have been treated to this mid-flight. Correct. Come on. Not only was this person playing, people were gathered around with their cell phone cameras taking video. Really? The flight attendant had the phone to the violin going over the intercom on the plane. Come on. Oh, God. Not really sure what that's all about, but hey, whatever works for you. Wow. Uh, You've got Knicks Heat in Miami tonight. Knicks will go for an eighth consecutive win. The Nets in Boston against the Celtics. Coverage on the fan at 720. At the Garden last night, the Rangers did come up a bit small in Patrick Kane's debut. They had a 3-2 lead into the third period. End up losing to Ottawa 5-3. Kane a minus two across 19 and a half minutes of ice time. A lot of passing, especially on the power play, but that chemistry with Artemi Panarin didn't quite return after it had been, what, five six years since they last played together in Chicago. No practice for Kane, even uh, morning skate with his new teammates in advance of opening face-off. He's already on to the next one. Obviously a big game Saturday, and 
Then you got a few days off. It'll be nice to get a couple practices with the guys too. But um, yeah, big one Saturday, so uh, hope we come back from this one tonight. It'll be against the first place Bruins, who just became the fastest team to 100 points in NHL history. I swear these computers do listen to us. Of course they do. So you've talked about Southwest. Mm -hmm. What do you call it? The, the, the Jesus flight. I just got an ad just popped up. Come see the Jesus Revolution now playing only in theaters. Yeah. Yep. You, Come you, on. It happens all the time, man. It's scary. Wow. Especially on Instagram. But I know why Instagram does it because if you have your microphone on, so if you want to record a video that has sound and your microphone's on, it's listening to you. That's a fact. No, I, I know we've been over that. But that was bizarre. Yeah. The Jesus Revolution. Okay. <laughs> Before we get to more Sal, I want to play this. We'll get into this. Another member of the Nobody Cares About Hockey Mob, Stephen A. Smith. See this from yesterday? Yeah, so he posted the video because he said he wasn't excited about the Rangers, only excited about the Knicks or something, uh, and then he had to apologize. Yeah, well, also covers that, basketball. that's a bit of a cover. But okay, fine. Right? But first take yesterday on ESPN, which is back in bed with the NHL now, as you know. Uh, let's actually give credit to Michael Kay. I thought, paying attention to what's going on in this case. Which team in New York do you think wins a championship next? Rangers. Oh, Lord. Come on, Patrick Kane is able. They don't count. They don't count. Oh, they, they, don't count. count. they don't count. The only thing I know about hockey, hockey is, is that the puck, puck is black. black. Okay. And I love Dude, Gary Bettman. Huh? That's my buddy for, for who I owe a trip to a It is no disrespect to the Rangers and to Patrick Kane, of course, but just, just for Steve. Football, basketball, baseball. No disrespect. They don't count, though. Sorry, we're wow. not going to acknowledge the hockey team that sells out the building and people paying hundreds of dollars. so unbelievable. It's so disrespectful. So now that Mike and Chris were on there. Michael K has got to be on first take now. Yes. I, <laughs> I mean, he is in the ESPN family. I know. You would like to so say. that has to be a complaint, right? He was probably like, how do you let those guys on? And I'm on ESPN. Maybe. That's but definitely how that happened. His answer, though, yeah. considering that's the next championship that'll be decided, yeah. not a bad answer. A right. smart answer, Steve actually. He said, uh, no thanks. All right, so I've got three more Sal clips. I told we played the exchange with the caller last hour, giving him the business yes. about predicting the Mets to win the NL East last year. Obviously, that didn't quite work out. Um, so they were screaming and yelling at each other back and forth. Now, after he cuts the caller off, he, of course, would continue. Uh, Cap down the hall, uh, who does all our you know digital stuff here as well, sent me the video, which is even better. Hopefully, oh they'll blast that out <laughs> on Twitter. And to be clear, again, again, this is 12.30. This is the yeah, start of his show. 12.30 and 12.40. So First he's less hour. than an hour into his five-hour oh program. Think about the idiocy of this moron, Ross, or Ross, whatever his name is, calling me, blaming me. You blame me, you idiot. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't take the mound. I didn't throw the ball. I didn't strike out. You're blaming me. Blame the players. All right, so he's all fired up to begin with. And yeah. uh, obviously he would continue a little bit more here. Oh, yeah, the jinx. Don't do it again. I'll do whatever I want. How about that? I will say and do whatever I want. <laughs> Met fans upset at me. I mean, get a life. If you think, I don't care who you are. If you think that any words that I said caused the Mets to lose the division, you're an absolute idiot. I'll tell it to your face. They won 101 games, you moron. Now, there, were, there were some extended pauses mixed in here, which yeah, I obviously yeah. cleaned up. At one point, because I watched the video, he rolls up both sleeves and wipes some sweat from his forehead. <laughs> it's so worked up. And then this last, I think this might be actually my favorite line of everything. The call, the reaction, the whole thing here at the end. I mean, my God, they lost on a tiebreaker. And you're going to blame me for it. Me! I have nothing to do with it. And then you wonder why I call you an idiot. Think about it. You're such an idiot that you can't, you can't even understand why you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so he threatened to quit earlier. Oh, man. Yeah. That's the best, that's the best talk one. to myself. I'll do whatever I want. So, yeah. yeah. And, and this, that, that, none of that is an act. He is oh, no. that pissed off right no. at that that's moment. The he veins were popping out of Threatening to quit. He's yes. that pissed off. He He's gets absolutely fired up. Yeah, I mean, because he heard so much of that when that happened, that Annalise is over thing. That's all he was seeing on Twitter yeah. is your fault. You're the an Braves idiot. tweeted at him. Yeah, the game. So it's still like sore for him. I you had know? to cut it's that part out last hour, but that was part of the caller's point. You got famous off of that. He kept saying it. You got famous. That's why you got mm, famous. Yeah. You got famous. And then he had another. I don't know that he got famous off it, but there were people that did recognize it. That's for damn well, he sure. Yeah, I would say he didn't lean into that one with as much like yeah. joy as he did the Islander thing. Yeah. Now that the Islander thing wasn't national, sure. obviously. It was a little different. The Islander thing was goofy. We That's want all. you to be a part of the show. Give us a call. <laughs> yeah. Idiot moron! <laughs> you're such an idiot, you don't even realize you're an idiot, moron! <laughs> Isn't there one about how nice we are or something? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> we'll be polite. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call. We'll get your takes out there. Because we're polite talk show hosts. <laughs> Shut up and I quit. They're the yeah. two funniest ones I've ever heard. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, God. You're a moron. Get lost, you moron. He loves moron and idiot. Yeah. I, I think he's got to expand. He needs to add ass into his repertoire. Yeah, he, needs, yeah, he needs to get a, a, a couple more insults in there. I would, I would, Because he keeps going back to the moron and idiot well. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's fantastic. <laughs> I also worry about him a little bit. Of course, <laughs> no, he's releasing it. No, I know it's a know, good I thing, know. right? No, it's true because. And I didn't at the end like he goes through screaming and yelling, and then right to the next call, you know, like whoever the name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah Joe yeah. and uh, Porcipani, you're you're up next on the fan. Whatever. <laughs> it was funny because we Sal and I hung out on Sunday. And there was a guy at the Portly Villager who listens to says up early, listens to Sal all the time, loves Sal. So I got a chance to introduce Sal to him, which I wanted to do. And so he was excited to meet him, and Sal was just hanging out, normal, right? And then so when Sal leaves, he goes, wow, he was quiet. Yeah. I was like, what do you think he does? And he <laughs> screams at yeah, everybody. Right. <laughs> Give me a drink! Give me a drink! <laughs> hey, bartender moron! You're supposed to pour drinks, idiot! <laughs> now that would be funny. Yeah. Uh, all right, CeeLo, we'll see you next hour. That's the plan. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the built Ford Tough studio. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Feel good Friday in 10 minutes. Very excited to do 80s to 2000 rock music. Name that tune with two heavyweights when it comes to this particular topic. But lightweights in real life, Al Dukes and Spike Eskin head to head. So this is what's on the line. I was able to negotiate, too, with your day off. You can use that day off in the summer. It does not have to happen uh, this coming week. I just Perfect. thought that, you know, this coming week would be a good time. But you're right. You got nothing going on. <laughs> you got nothing Al, you're off on. Monday. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was maybe a three-day weekend. Like, think about that. The re What popped in my head was if we give Al a three-day weekend already on a feel-good Friday that he didn't think he was going to have, yeah, that, sure. would be, that would be awesome. Like, crap, I don't have to go in until Tuesday. This is great. Sort of like what the coaches do when they give him the day off. See you Wednesday. Yeah, celebration yeah. day. So that's what I was thinking. But you take the day off in the summer. If you would like, you could take it off whenever you want. And then if Spike wins, the next election that Al is going to vote in, Spike gets to choose what Al votes for. Everything. The whole row, everything. And that obviously is probably going to be different from what Al would be voting for. Probably. <laughs> so I asked Spike, I said, well, what do you want? 
what would be the thing that you because it's tough. be off. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he says you're the boss. I can't give you any. Like, I right, right, give right, you right. Cash would be weird. Like, I don't know. Like, you can incentivize the employees. What would you want? Right, you and, can't give Spike a day off. It yeah. makes no sense. So he said, I would like to take Al's vote. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's interesting and different. So. Yeah. That's what he wants. Bradley Beach, take notice. So that's what he's going to get. Uh, have you been uh, paying attention to the Murdoch murders at all? The, no. The trial? No. All I know is I, I've seen the headlines. I have not had two minutes to... I, I Sorry about that, no, 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 I should have. Don't say sorry. There, there's actually the thing I'm going to bring up. You don't really need to know the details okay. of it. So yesterday, finally, the, the guilty verdict came in. And it was live on all the cable news channels <clears throat> as they're reading the verdict. So then I kept watching the coverage of the verdict mm-hmm. from all these news channels, all these experts they were throwing on there. And the thing that they were talking about the most, which to me is just flat out stupid, was his reaction or lack thereof to the verdict being read. Oh. And reading into that, like, he was stone-faced. He didn't have any emotion when they read the verdict. That means that he's a total sociopath. That means that, like, if he didn't do it, then he would have been screaming and crying and this or that. And it, I was like, wait a second. Like, first of all, don't they tell you in those situations, your lawyers, and they advise you to be as completely stone-faced as possible during the whole trial? Thankfully, I don't know. Yeah, right, but I thought that that was a thing. Yeah. But also, like, how could you, like, you sit there and judge a guy? He's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. Even if he collapses on the ground and starts moaning, is that going to be good enough for you? I would think you'd make, you could probably make the case his attorneys probably prepped him for the guilty verdict. Well, yes, and on top of it, the jury deliberated. This was a 28-day trial mm-hmm. with testimony that went on and on for days and days and days. And if you don't know the story by now, it's uh, Alec Murdaugh, who was a... Very high-profile politician in that area of South Carolina. His grandfather was a DA. His father was a DA. He ended up being a highfalutin lawyer. And he was accused of and now convicted of killing his wife and son. And there was a lot of stuff that led up to those murders. So it's it's a Netflix documentary on it right now. It's crazy. But that's what he was convicted of uh, yesterday. Um, But... Yeah, Netflix I, has a documentary out already. Well, because of everything that led up to it. So, like they wow. they they touch on the murders at the end, obviously, because it's a big part of it. Yeah. But but it all starts with the son who eventually got murdered, killing a girl in a boating accident because he was driving drunk. So that's where it starts. Oof. And then he went on trial for that and reckless boating and all this other stuff and involuntary manslaughter and those things. And then also. There was a housekeeper that just happened to fall down the steps that he collected $4.8 million on because it happened on his property and he mm. took out some. There was a guy, uh, an openly gay kid in the high school where his older son went to that was rumored to have a relationship with his son that all of a sudden ended up dead in the street. Oof. So this documentary is just like it's all encompassing and then it leads up to the murders. Then you, they really don't him in jail and everything else. But I just, I don't know what people want. Like, I don't, from a reaction, like, he he had to know at this point. The jury comes back after three hours of deliberation. You think they're like, not guilty, no way. How long was the, would you say three hours? That Three hours of deliberation. 28-day trial, three hours of With deliberation. With you, having you watched it, mm-hmm. was it overwhelming? 
Yes, there was no way because of the time. There was there was one specific instance where he said he went to his parents' house and he came back to his property and his wife and son were killed. There was a Snapchat video that his son took like when he claimed that he was not on the property that you could hear Alec Murdoch talking on that Snapchat video. Ooh. And then they asked him in his testimony, was that you? And he said, yes, that was me. And he, that, that caught him in the lie yeah. of he was there on the property. So once that happened, that was that was the end of it. Yeah, no, I, w- I, I was familiar with it, but I did not know the details of it. And then the other thing that to me was a slam dunk with this was he, there was some like crazy guy worked on the property that he like got pills from because he was addicted to opiates. He tried to make it look. Like that guy attempted murder on him to try to frame him for the other murders. So he called this guy. He, he faked the flat tire on the side of the road, called the guy out there, like had a struggle with him and then shot and grazed his head, his own head. And then claimed that he was trying to give, that this guy was trying to kill him so he could present another suspect in the murders of his family. Wow, pretty sick. Yeah, so he's going to jail for the rest of his life. I would say so. All right. We, uh, wow. it's, it's pivot time, as BT would oh, say. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to this. Pivot time. What are we pivoting to? Name that tune between Al and Spike. And this is going to be really, really good. I can guarantee it. Two heavyweights going at it. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Geo coming live for the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. A feel-good Friday. So about a month or so ago, I saw Tiki Barber on Celebrity Name That Tune, and I absolutely loved it. Now, I know the original Name That Tune had been around for a long time, but I hadn't watched it in a while. And I just really enjoyed the whole game show. And it reminded me of back in the day, FAN, with Joe Beningo and Mark Chernoff going at one another, this Name That Tune thing from these 60s rock songs. And they were great. So then I asked the question, who here now has that ability? And it's Spike Eskin, our program director, and Al Dukes of Boomer and Geo. Those are the two guys. So I went to Spike. I said, what's like a good wheelhouse for you in rock music? And you said 1984 to 2000. Yeah. I went to Al and I said 1984 to 2000, good? And he said, good. So what we have here are seven songs. And I'm going to give you a clue. This is like the second round of Name That Tune. So it's going to work this way. I am going to give you a clue that may be a reference to the band or the song. And I made it very vague. But you might be able to get it. Then the first person offers from that clue. I can name that tune in whatever amount of seconds you think you can. Then you barter back and forth. If you think you can do better... You do better until someone finally says, okay, prove it to me. Name that tune, and we will play it for as many seconds as we land on what the bartering back and forth is. Now, can we have a Duke and Duke from Trading Places type of bet here? A dollar? Sure. I'm taking Al. Sorry. Oh, you won. All right, then I'll I'll take Spike. We'll see see what happens next time Jerry asks for a day off. (laughs) (laughs) What happens like if Spike says he can name that tune in one second and then he can't? Do I? Can I? uh, Yes, you can. You You can can steal. steal. Okay, and if I get it wrong and he doesn't steal, he doesn't get a point. That's correct. Okay, there's no points. The only way you get points is if you get the song correct. And can I just make one comment? Al gave me headphones, and the only the left ear works in the headphones. I feel like he's trying to Mm, screw me. Well, I just. 
just I just want to get that out. It's not an excuse. I'm just saying only the that left ear. Like an excuse. I only have the right ear in this one. Huh. Sure. But mm. I'm used to the studio from many okay. years of one ear only working. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So this is what's on the line. Mm-hmm. If Al wins, he gets an extra day off of his choosing. He's probably going to use it in the summertime. And it could be Monday. If he wants to take Monday off, it's really up to you. <laughs> uh, so, probably the summer. I'll wait for the summer. Okay. Uh, and if Spike wins, the next election that Al Dukes votes in, Spike gets to choose who Al votes for. I, mean, I really only do governor, president, and mayor of Bradley Beach. Well, I, I just want you to know that if I choose 22, I get the whole... Like every every oh, election that's elections. I get I get wow. everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. gonna be big. Yeah. And and my vote like if you're out there, you're a politician, you wanna purchase the vote. I'm I'm not saying that I know that's not legal, but I'm saying I do have a connection to an extra vote. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was on the table, if Al won, he would give whimsy to Spike. No, but, no, if Spike won, he would win my dog. Oh, yeah. Win your dog. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they both win. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we got two winners, but we needed a real loser in this thing, so that's where we came up right. with what we came up with. Okay. I'm going to give you the year as well to give you a little bit of help on each of these. We're going to start early. We will start with 1986. So does this go to one of us first? Yes. Uh, I was going to flip a coin, but I don't have a coin right now. Mm. I'm going to flip this remote. All right? Oh, that's fair. Call it in the air. What this am I is, calling? This is buttons hands. or no buttons? <laughs> buttons, no buttons. Ready? <laughs> buttons, no buttons. Spike, call it. Buttons. Buttons is right. Buttons came up. All right. Buttons okay. came up. All right, so Spike gets the opportunity to name that tune first. Here is your clue. The year is 1986. What dances in your head at night? For Spike, it might be a painless penis tattoo. That is your clue. What dances in your head at night? For Spike, it might be a painless penis tattoo. Spike? (laughs) I can name that tune in... Seven seconds. I can name it in six. Mm. I can name it in five. Mm. I can name it in four. Four? I can name it in three. Whoa! Name that tune. All right, Eddie. (laughs) Three seconds right off the bat. These guys are throwing haymakers. Let's hear it. I'm out. I, th- I have no idea what that is. You don't know. You I'm are out. out. I'm out. You're out, Al? I know the artist, but I, I don't know the song. I'm trying to think if I'm going to take a guess here. I'm going to go... You want to hear the, the clue again? Just maybe no. if you know the song? Right. I, 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 it's... Um, mm, I, just, I don't know the title. I, I'm going to not... Who's the band? Moody Blues. You're uh, right. You are right. 86. I know you're out there somewhere. No. Something with dreams is in the title. Yes. I just, I don't know what it is. Wildest dreams. I would not have got that. Wow. I, this is how this song starts. I know yeah, that song. I figured this was going to throw the beginning of this song. Yeah. Moody Blues Can I ask is not a my question? wheelhouse, by the way. What does that have to do with a penis tattoo? Your wildest dreams. For Spike, it might is be a, a penis pain- tattoo. What yeah. in the world? That's a painless penis tattoo. Not that there's anything wrong with that, I guess. That's fine. Who wants a penis on their arm? Not ask him. That was Eddie's clue. No, no. I meant I meant a tattoo on his penis. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess. That's fine. Yeah. 
I would have guessed wrong. I was going to say only in my dreams, but I know that's Debbie Gibson. <laughs> also the 80s. All right, so I think you guys will get some of these answers, but if you get both shut out, I might have to give Al a half a point for that because he said dreams no, and he no, said no, 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 I disagree with that. You, you gotta get got to get it right. It's name that it tune. Right. It's not name that band in one word and that's the name true. of the tune. I still was pretty impressed by that. Okay. All right, very good. We move on to song number two. The score is still 0-0. Zero, zero. Al Dukes has control. 1988. Here is your clue. What it says on the outside of the Cola Guard box. What it says on the outside of the Cola Guard box. I can name that tune in three notes. Three seconds. I don't know what Cola Guard is. Cola Guard is the Open poop a in a box. box that you send uh, away. colon cancer screen. Yes. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes. Right. I have to get one of those. The, yeah. the colonoscopy things. Looking forward to it. Uh, it's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh... You seem so confident. I feel like I need to steal it from you. I can name it in two seconds. Whoa. Mm. I can name that tune in one Whoa. second. That means he must know something. Yeah, yeah he, he knows, knows the, the clue. He, he knows, knows the, the clue. Yeah. All right. One second, Eddie. Can we get one second, please? Stand by. All right. One second, Altooks. One second. Care traveling wilderness. Oh, all right, there it is. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. There's the clue. What'd you say? Great tune. It's what it says on the outside of the Colador box. Handle right. with care. Handle with care. All right. Al is up one nothing. An amazing band, by the way. The fact that Tom Petty and George Harrison and Roy Orbison all in the same band. And Dylan, and Dylan all in the same band. And you'll ask out Jeff Lynn, of course. Jeff Lynn. Oh, he's the one that didn't matter. Alice flexing his muscles. Alice flexing his muscles. Dove loves traveling wilderness. He does. We had a whole long talk about it one I'm sure that was great for you. Yeah. Very long. Really long. Congrats. All right. So one nothing, Al Dukes. We have five more. So there is an opportunity here for Spike to come back. Many opportunities. The control is back with Spike Eskin. This is Name That Tune between Al Dukes and Spike Eskin. All right, here is your clue. The year is 1989. Here is your clue. For me, Gio, it's when dinner is ready. For me, it's when dinner is ready. 1989. 1989. Name it in three seconds. Three seconds. Name that tune. Okay. Wow, okay. So this is very confident the other man, way. I tell yeah. you, you guys, I did not I thought we'd we'd be starting with eight seconds, seven seconds. You guys are three seconds a lot of time. Honestly, I, I just feel like I either know it or I don't. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, all right, very good. Can I have three seconds, please, Eddie? Oh, I know this song. Um when I see you smile, bad English. Yes, yes. Nice. pretty good. One one. Damn. By the way, there was an amazing cover of this song by an R and B artist in like '96. Uncle Sam. R and B cover of this song was great. It was from some TV show. This is wow. great too. Wow. You almost bad English didn't come to you right away. I, well, I knew the song. Yeah. You multiple options with this singer. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm. All right. One one. This is heating up. This is great. Working out better than I even imagined. All right, so we move on to number four. It is tied up. The control is back 
with Al Dukes. The year is 1991. Mm. Here is your clue. Alan Whimsy at 2.30 a.m. Alan Whimsy at 2.30 a.m. seems like an easy clue. I'm going to say I can name that tune in three seconds. Wow, three again. I'm going to, uh, I can name it in two. Two. You still can do it. You still can do can it. Can you do it in one, Al? Name that tune. Name that tune. Let's, Let's go, baby. Okay. Make sure because that handle with care was about three seconds yeah. when it was only supposed to be one. That is a good point. I'm glad that you're correcting it for my turn and not yours. So it was, They were right about that. Yeah. We let it go, but make sure you got, what is it, two, two seconds? It's not long. Right? Two seconds. Can you give me the clue one more time just before yes. that? Alan Whimsy at 2.30 a.m. You got two seconds, Eddie? Let's hear it. Spike. I don't know it. You really don't? I don't. You don't know it at all? I don't know it. I don't recognize it. Al? I would like to steal. Yes. Uh, Out in the cold, Tom Petty. Yes. Oh, nice job. Now, was in the wrong spot. I was thinking of walking artists. on a beach. That's what I was like. Mm. I was not taking a Petty in the night. The clues? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know the clue. I knew the song. Okay, right. I didn't want to make the clues too easy. I don't even think I know this Tom Petty song. It's a deep cut. I don't, know. You now that was a top ten rock song. It yeah, was that year. Yeah, top ten rock song. Was it a top ten overall song? Right, right, right. right. Might have been top twenty, but I went Tom with Tom Petty. I couldn't go too easy. Mm-hmm. You sure. know. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Two to one, Al Dukes. Two to one, Al Dukes. Damn it. We've got three more. <laughs> the control goes to Spike Eskin. What's on the line? Spike gets to use Al's vote for the next election on everything that he can vote for. Al Deuce gets an extra day off in the summertime if he wins. It is two to one Al Dukes. He is sniffing that Monday morning in the summer. He can smell it. I bring you to 1993. 1993. Al Dukes has control. Here is your clue. Boomer eats hummus. Boomer. Interesting. Eats hummus. <laughs> Boomer. I'm going to say my, I can name that tune in three seconds. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's radio and I should be saying something. <laughs> I'm, I'm stressed out. Right yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is this. You get, get down. your match. If you get down here, yeah. then you got to get the next two right just to tie. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I can name it in two seconds. I feel like I need this. I'm gonna say I could do it in one. <laughs> can we give him a real one second, though, Eddie? <laughs> I know you guys hang out all day long and you're like By buddies the way, or whatever. I checked; it was one point four. Well, that's wow. that's fifty percent more than one. Second. That is, well, not quite, but I see your point. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is 1.1 seconds. Is that acceptable to everybody? I would say so. 1.1 seems fair. There's got to be a plus or minus somewhere. We have computers <laughs> that can make it exactly one second yes, is my but, only but, point. But are this particular editing program? Whatever you want. It's fine. Okay. The 1.1 second right now. Oh. That's, uh, oh, that's easy. Damn it. Crash test dummies. Yep. Mm. yep. Al Dukes 
three spike esque that's, that's a really good clue with Boomer at the mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. I actually knew that from the clue. I can see that. I can see that. Great song. All right. So, Spike, you got to get these next two. You do have control of the board here, which helps you. But you... Okay. So we're moving along now. We're moving into the late 90s. Al can win it with this. But it is Spike's board. Yeah. We're going to 1996. Here is your clue. Jerry's car. Jerry's car. Huh. I can name it in three seconds. I'll say name that tune. Name that tune in three seconds. Jerry's car. 1996. Go. Uh, yep. One headlight wallflowers. <laughs> uh, Come on. I have two headlights. <laughs> okay. One week I had one headlight. Our second Dylan of the uh, Jacob of the contest. Right. Yes. Right. Wow. See, he's coming down to the end here. That's funny. I don't have a tiebreaker song, so somebody better win. <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do if you guys tie. Well, you had some other songs, Doug. I did, but I didn't. I, I narrowed it down and sent you exactly what I yeah, did. Yeah, but so. just, you can tell we me can take you. a break. We could, that's yeah, what yeah, we yeah. can do. We can take a break. I can come up with a time Let's record. see if Spike gets this thing evened up. Right, okay. So what's uh, it now, 3-2? to two? Yeah. It is now 3-2. Yeah. to two. Al Dukes wins with this. Spike can tie with I'm this. I'm impressed you've had a winner every song since the first one. Yeah, the first one good. was not. Yeah, first one was, was no good. I got a little bit worried, but then you guys stepped it up big time. So this is the last one I have right here in regulation. Al does have control of the board mm-hmm. with an opportunity to win. Mm-hmm. 1998. Here is your clue. If Garrett Cole was in a band. If Garrett Cole mm. was in a band. All right. I say I can name that song in four seconds. Four. A little conservative. I can name yeah. that song in one second. Wow! Oh, we are jumping. <laughs> name that I like tune. it. Oh, name that tune, says Al. One says that he's a 1.4, 1.3, 1.5, 1.1. <laughs> well, I, know, I know what side of this I'm going to get. Is <laughs> 0.85 okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know. 0.67. Yeah. 0.89. <laughs> uh, F it. <laughs> you ready, Eddie? All right, here we go. Oh, I know this oh. one. What? Oh, you'll know it. You, you're going to kick yourself if you don't get this. Why? Every That's a lot of hints, Jerry. I guess I can't hear it again. You I can. felt like everybody yeah. was talking. You yeah, can hear it again. Hear it again. Is that a second? I got to be honest. That feels like 0.8. That was actually 1.5. Really? So I chose this one because if this you know this one. song, you know yes, this song. Yes, I agree. I Oh, you're going to kick yourself. I'm sure. I just... Oh. Is this it? Can we let him hear it one more time? Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he knows it. If he doesn't know, he doesn't know. Let him hear it. I don't know what it is. So he won, correct? Yeah. Al Can won. I steal it? Sure. sure. Well, I don't know what it... Well, you won already. Yeah. You won. Oh, I won without yeah, it. Yeah, because you won three right to one second. Right. That's my Perfect. only chance. Is that oh, yeah. not fastball the way? That is fastball uh, the way. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that, Al? I would have guessed that. I wasn't confident in the way. I knew it was fastball, and I was going to guess the way, but I wasn't confident. You I actually think, thank you. If we had gotten to the music, if it had been three or four seconds, I think I would have gotten it. I just don't know the beginning of that song. Yeah, that's tricky. That's why. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's why I picked a tricky beginning with that one. Very good, guys. Tremendous. Job. I like that. That's great. That's good news for Republicans in New Jersey. <laughs> Al Duke's going to take an extra day off. Can, can we do a, a contest where we get boomers vote? Oh, God. Now, that would be outstanding. I'm just saying. Absolutely no way. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. You'd be disappearing like the Murdoch murders all of a sudden. Spike's just dead in the street. Uh, all right, very good, guys. Pretty Tremendous funny. work. Name uh, that tune. Victor Al Dukes. Well done, Al. Well done, Al. Well done, Al. Sophia. Well-chosen song. All right, thank, thank you very much. Yes, I was I was worried about that, and you guys pictured both of you yelling at me for the choices, so I'm glad that it, it worked out. participating in Name That Tune. It was a very close battle, but Al did win. So, uh, <laughs> look at that. You even got your own graphic. Al Dukes defeats Spike Eskin. Al gets a day off of his choosing. Very good there, uh, CBS Sports Network. Uh, okay, uh, CeeLo is back. We gave him no time last hour. We'll give him some time now to tell you about everything that's going on in sports. Plus, we're not going to see him for a while after this, right? We're not going to uh, see probably him. Probably next week. Oh, next uh, week. You oh. won't. You and Boomer out. To, oh, yeah, next week. Next true. Week. Oh, right. great. So never ten, mind. Big Ten tournament. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. Yeah. But anyway, give Sorry. us an update. All right. <laughs> brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Wow. I know some feel that way. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. <laughs> official state lottery games on your phone. So for the most part, nobody loses to Minnesota, at least this season. But uh, Rutgers managed to accomplish that last night. Blew a 10-point lead in the final minute and 15 seconds. And let's listen to Jerry's call one more time here on WCBS 880. Minnesota inbounds. Cooper lets it bounce. Let's it bounce. Picks it up with five. With four. Cooper, the kick out. Battle. Step back three for the win. Good at the ball. Oh. And Minnesota stuns Rutgers. Oh. 75-74. Joke. Sorry, I had to right this time. <laughs> God, Eddie. I thought for sure when Spike was talking colonoscopy, Eddie would be ready with that one, but he's used it quite a bit today. Uh, he was locked in on the music. That's yeah. fair, right. He was preparing his uh, 1.4. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rutgers loses on the buzzer beater there, 75-74. So uh, a rough, what would we call it, 20 hours or so for Jerry, right? 9 a.m. you left yesterday and you were back by 2 a.m.? Yeah, that's about right. That's a bad scene. So less than 20 hours, I guess. Air but travel anyway. is amazing. Yes, but it in this case, it, it allowed you to go and have to deal with the 
Well, what I mean, but whatever. You still get to call a game. It's fine. Yeah, I got you. NBA-wise, you get the Knicks and the Heat in Miami tonight as the Knicks will look to increase their winning streak to eight. The Nets are up in Boston against the Celtics. Coverage on the fan at 720. At the Garden, as we've discussed throughout the course of the morning, the Rangers, a bit of a dud in the Patrick Kane debut. They end up losing to Ottawa 5-3, to even though they had a 3-2 lead into the third period. Kane was a minus two across 19 and a half minutes of action or so. Thoughts from Gerard Gallant on the Kane edition. Now that he's finally here, he's great. He's great. He's a he's a character person. He's fun on the bench. He's talking to the guys in the bench. So I think our team loves having him. Too, too bad it didn't go well for us tonight, but uh, he's a great addition for our group. They've got some work to do. He's a weak sniper. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite. Oh, God. Now, Kane met the media pregame, asked about that uh, emotional reaction he had with the Chicago media after the Rangers made the trade for Vladimir Tarasenko a few weeks back. Figured he had no shot of ending up in New York at that point. It didn't seem like it was in the cards to uh, to uh, still be an option for me. So now, obviously, I'm very happy they made that move and both of us are here. And uh, um, I'm excited to play with Vladdy. I think he's a, you know amazing player. So, um yeah, happy we're both on the same side. After playing against each other in the Western Conference for a decade plus, Tarasenko did score a highlight real breakaway goal last night. He is starting to heat up. You'll have the Rangers in Boston against the first place Bruins coming up Saturday afternoon. The Devils are out west late tonight, visiting the Vegas Golden Knights at 10 o'clock. I have not seen anything on Timo Meyer, whether or not he's ready to come back from this upper body injury and make his Devils debut, but I guess that is possible as far as tonight's game goes. Here's Lions head coach Dan Campbell mm. from the Combine yesterday. He could do without the on-field stuff and all the testing for these draft prospects. It's not even the working out portion. Like, to me, you grade them off the tape. You don't grade off somebody out here in pajamas running around on 40 with no defender around or offender. So typical. Amen. Right. That's pretty much what you'd expect God. to get from a guy like Dan Campbell. But yet again, NFL types and social media drooling over these defensive linemen and linebackers running the 40 yesterday into last night. Listen to the Georgia football players watching their teammate Nolan Smith run his first 40 on TV and the reaction that got. The crazy part is, so his time flashes up unofficial 4-4, right? Which blew every everyone was like, oh my God, that's incredible. Then NFL Network, Stacey Dales interviews him, and he's disappointed because he was running 4-3 in training. Oh, wow. Yet it, now, it did turn out his official time just cracked it. It was like 4-3-9. But it's like these guys acted as if he set the all-time record or something. <laughs> it's crazy. But they're into it, supporting their teammate. Which that is, is great. Which he's is a good. defensive lineman. This guy, no, this guy's, he's, yes, but he's, I think, an edge. Yeah. Still, he's going to be an thin. outside guy. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you had the dude from Pitt. Yeah, Kinda break like, um, Aaron Donald's record. Right. It was, and now, I saw conflicting stuff. I saw it was the fastest 40 for a D-lineman. One said since 06. The other said since 03. Point being, it's been a while. So he was two, 280 plus pounds. Yeah, 6'1", 281. Yeah, and he ran like, what, like a 4'6". Yeah, since 2003. Fastest time recorded by a D-tackle at the Combine since 2003, yeah. 4.67. And it's Pitt, and it's like a similar size to what Aaron Donald was at the time, yep. I think. Not that he's going to be the next Aaron Donald. But anyway, 
Uh, let's do a little spring baseball. We've neglected that. Yankee prospect Anthony Volpe with a leadoff homer yesterday in a 9-1 spring training road went over the Pirates. He finished 2-3 for three with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored, playing second base. Willie Randolph's in camp with the Yankees. He's been talking up. Volpe actually says he sees a lot of young Derek Jeter in him. So you're a Yankee fan. Yeah. This in the post drove me nuts. Oh, when I, again, I read this. We see this all the time. It just doesn't make sense to me, though, when you're trying to win baseball games like the Yankees are. This was a quote from, who is this from? Oh, from the from the article. Volpe might be a long shot for opening day shortstop because Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and even Oswald Peraza have more experience. And the kid's 21. Yes. So I don't want to hear about service time and all that. If he is your best option at shortstop, put him out there. I think, though... And I don't know this. I think they feel long term that Peraza might be the better shortstop option. That's Volpe different. Second base. But if Kiner Falefa is the reason why, I don't think he's can't gonna, be. No, I don't think he's going to be the starter. I think he'll end up as sort of a, a bench guy, a roving guy. My guess is you're going to get Peraza opening day at short. Volpe had like less than a hundred at bats at AAA. I understand. So I mean, at some point, yeah. Plus, this is probably Glaber's last year. Maybe they move him at some point in season. So, like, I get it. We want to all be excited when they break camp and head yeah, north. let's go. Come. But I'm sure at some point this year you're going to see him, especially if he hits the way he's hitting both in spring training and what he did for the really the second half of the minor league season last year. Did you guys see the video of Wandy Peralta striking yeah, out? Yeah, 20 seconds. I did. Seconds. So yeah. your guys in Pittsburgh had it's the a little much. Yeah, they, like, were trying. They couldn't even basically announce the at-bat because it yeah. happened so fast. Oh, a little quick pitch right there. <laughs> Well, one all pitch for the clock. How he, about that? He got the 16 <laughs> seconds there, or he's got the thir- 12 seconds there, I think. And now two Capitas down, two strikes within eight seconds. <laughs> and you're gone. Oh. Wow. Oh, wow. That was it. You know who that was? The analyst was Neil Walker. Is that right? Oh, yeah. How about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the play? Greg Brown. Yes, yes. His voice I recognize. Yeah, so. This is a bit quick. Now, I'm, he, I'm all into this. Yeah. I love it. This is quick. We've seen him do the quick pitch before. He did yes. two and that it backed on. Yeah. I mean, he's right back on the mound. Yeah. And the batter's like, oh, crap. Let me get back in there. Jesus. <laughs> uh, should be interesting. Uh, Aaron Boone, I guess this is really from Wednesday. I'd missed this. So the um, Aaron Judge left field situation, which he kind of yeah, yeah. poked around with yep. uh, at the beginning of spring training. So he has now made up his mind and says it's going to happen as far as getting him some reps. So uh, he was going to play one more game in right and then have him work a couple days out in left. He's going to get some practice time, and you may see uh, Judge start a Grapefruit League game there. So that is something that they are flirting with, and most likely for home games where you've got the more expansive left field as opposed to right field. The Mets lost to the Braves 6-2. to two. Pretty quiet day for the regulars. Brett Beatty did have a couple of more hits. Carlos Carrasco gave up a couple of runs over his two innings of work. He said he felt rushed yes, I saw that. dealing with the pitch clock, so that adjustment continues, not just for him, but across baseball. Also from Carrasco, he's turning 36 in a few weeks, but says he's got no plans to retire. Uh, I just want to do this to my body said you're done but um i don't want to i don't want to quit i just i just want to continue to pitch especially when he's basically like a youngster as compared to some of the other yeah, guys on guys the are 40 staff, and he kind of alluded to that a little bit i have a lot of guys out there the 37 38 
Berlin is completely different. It's 240, throwing 97, 98. Right. So get off my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. David Wright in camp. He held court with the media yesterday. He's there to work with some of the youngsters, Brett Beatty specifically. But beyond that, for some of the more experienced guys as they get ready for the World Baseball Classic. What would your advice be to Pete or Jeff or any of these guys who are going to WBC for the first time? Do well. Don't embarrass the country. <laughs> Pretty short and succinct. Yeah. It's good advice, I'd say. Probably should uh, take it. Okay. So we'll see how that works out for them. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Uh, did you see, golf-wise, you guys touched yesterday on the story about changing the events and the no-cuts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all that. So the Pebble Beach Pro-Am is going to be one of those events. So when you get to Pebble really? Beach next year, smaller field, no-cut. Wow. And uh, that was the word that came down. How right now that? they're playing the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Which is one of the elevated event- events with a purse. So this is a $20 million. This event. Yes. Yes. The Arnold yes, Palmer. Correct. Yeah. So you got John Rahm continuing to do his thing, looking like the best player on the planet, or certainly in the conversation. Played his final three holes in four under par yesterday. That's pretty good. And the guy who's in second was the one who just won the Honda Classic. Chris Kirk. Yeah, Chris Kirk. Yes. This guy, we might have to remember his name. Yep. Now they are underway with round two, but Rahm began the day with a two-stroke lead. Let's get to moment of the day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> Earlier, Robert Sala talking Derek Carr from yesterday. Tongue bath, as Gio, I believe, uh, said. <laughs> he did. And that's ahead of joining the Joe Beningo podcast today. That certainly should be interesting. He's a tremendous, tremendous young man. Uh, he's a father of four, obviously. He's, uh, his, his mind's in the right spot. He understands. He keeps the main thing the main thing. No. Um, but uh, a really impressive young man, for Can sure. Can you imagine he tells Joe that today? <laughs> Great, but what about the football? Yeah. Father of four? <laughs> Oh, I care. <laughs> I mean, seriously, bro. I mean, I got these freaking daughters of mine that are sucking the life out of me. I don't think it's a good thing, bro, he's got kids. Just, I mean, I, I don't know. Am I wrong or am I wrong? <laughs> like, that's on the table that he says oh, yeah. that. No, of course. That's why I got to hear that interview. Yeah. On so that what part. is this now? So what's going on? He's with going Joe? on with Joe's oh, Over the Pain okay. podcast. Wow. So it says here, bro, that you're a Muslim. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, how about that? How about that? Yeah, maybe he delves into the Muslim part when they make their golf day together. Yeah, you know, hit their tee balls off one. They're walking down the fairway. So uh, tell me about being a Muslim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently these guys could hit it off. That's what oh, Evan I told me. Could see that. Evan told me that the, he believes when we were talking about this, he believes that a friendship can be born out of this, 100%. out of golf. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. So hundred percent. We will see. And for Salah, that's a good guy to have in your corner. True. Around these parts. Well, I would, I would agree. the Jets go. But Joe's not going to give cut him any slack. No, but maybe not cut him slack, but if they're going to play golf together on, like, not a regular basis, but here or there, eh, maybe a little benefit of the doubt. They become golf buddies? Maybe yeah. instead of after week one, he waits till like, week four to start, you know, holding his feet <laughs> to the fire. <laughs> Probably. Now, listen, I love the guy. We got a tea time later today at 11.05, but he needs to be fired. <laughs> Also on the table. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got more time to play golf with him. Uh, all right, see you long. Have a good weekend. Yes. Same to you guys. Yeah, have a it's great weekend. Homer and Geo.
show, Feel Good Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So we talked a little bit about AI the other day, artificial intelligence and some of the things that are going on. There's a new program called ChatGBT that people are using and having fun with. And Spike actually has a friend in the digital space who actually got ChatGBT mad at him. Like was basically saying, you're a bad person, ChatGBT. This artificial intelligence computer was like pissed off at this guy so it's very interesting what's going on but one of the programs that are out there is you can essentially take somebody's voice and have it say whatever you want it to say and the computer matches the voice the best that it can so some of our digital team back there anthony gallo andrew kaplan they were messing around with some of the voices so they came up with ai boomer oh boy and they took his voice from the sports minute and typed in some stuff to see, you know, what it would sound like if it spit it back out. Have you heard this yet? I did hear it, but I heard it on like the little tiny computer speaker. Yeah. So I want to see what you guys think about if it sounds like him or not. And this could be a problem or not a problem in the future for people. Let's hear it. Please vote for Joe Biden. He is the only man that can lead this country. Anthony Gallo, get my breakfast. <laughs> Uh, no, not, not great. Not no. Really, not no. great. There, I mean, there's a twinge of his sound yeah. in it, but not that. If you played that for me without Anthony Gallo giving me my breakfast, <laughs> I don't think I would have said that's boomer. Yeah, me yeah, maybe seventeen year old boomer. Not yeah, not now. It's got a long way to go. Yes, that's not great. No, it is, it is not. That's why when I heard on the little speaker, I was like, it's probably not going to sound great through my headphones. Hey, one more time, Eddie. One more time, if you don't mind. Please vote for Joe Biden. He is the only man that can lead this country. Anthony Gallo, get my breakfast. But you could slow that down if you want. Yeah, and then it sound good. And then it might. Yeah. To me, the pitch is off, though. Yeah, but if you slow it down, that pitch might come back. I can hear Boomer's voice in there. So can I. So can I. But there's no way. If you played that for me and said, who is this that you know, I would. uh, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. If you just stopped the Anthony Gallo thing, I'd be like, there's no way that's Boomer. But I would be interested to hear it slowed down a little bit. Is that possible to slow that thing down? Stand by. Okay, we will stand by. But you think this is like the worst thing ever. I don't think anything good can come out of this. Aside from a laugh here and there, I would certainly think there will be some a-holes out there that will try to create stuff to create stuff. Oh, of course that'll happen. Well, that's not a good thing. Yeah, but then also you could be like, well, you know, if you do say something stupid, like that was AI version of me, that wasn't me. You could do that. That is true. (laughs) So at least gives you... You know, a little bit of an excuse. But I just think it's concerning. We're fooling around with way too much. Yeah, I would agree. But you can't stop it. You I didn't really say you can stop it. I just said I don't think this is a good thing. That's all. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, there, there will be some of that stuff. But I can. you probably will be able to tell what's real and what's not real. Because like, even that, when you hear it, it's like it doesn't really sound like him. But not, maybe the technology gets better. Not sped up. I'm with you. You can hear Boomer's voice in it. All right, so let's see if Eddie can figure it out. He's got Dove on the case now, too. So now you really know. That's like 100 years of WFAN. Bruce Russ and Steve. Yeah, put together. Please vote for Joe Biden. He is the only man that can lead this country. Anthony Gallo, get my breakfast. No. It's more like him. It sounded like that drunk boomer. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony Gallo, get my breakfast. (laughs) The brand new Ford expedition. I will say it's close, but it's not. I can hear a little bit of it, but not very good. And you, was there another one, or was that it? There was a there was a Damon Amendolara one. Was that one good? Gallo thought that one was better, but I I don't listen to a ton of DA. Yeah. 
See what Please now. vote for Joe Biden. He is the only man that can lead this country. Anthony Gallo, get my breakfast. See, the, the sound is off to me, not just the... Yeah, it's the whole thing. Is, yeah. The, yeah, there's the timber, nothing, no, no good. <laughs> Tell Gallo to put the, the DA one in there and see if that one sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, they screamed it out. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear him through the microphone. Put the DA one in there! <laughs> he thought that one was better. It's funny. But not everybody knows DA's voice. Around no, the but you, you've been doing it for seven years. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. But I mean, so you have an idea of what he sounds like. Yeah, I'm talking about the the audience though, for the most part. Like I know right. DA's voice, obviously. Fair enough. But if if it comes back as a as a ringer here and we get it, then you know they can. That's scary. Yeah, tweak the boomer one a little bit more. I'm Damon Amendolara with a DA Sports Minute. Was that it or? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So what we're gonna do now? We're gonna drown Mraz. <laughs> Mm. See how long he can hold his breath underwater, and as he's gasping for his last breath, we will pull him out of the water and resuscitate him. <laughs> Coming up at 8.05. And for $1,000, he would do it. So, speaking of CBS Sports Radio bits, I guess that Maggie and Perloff, Perloff was going to eat an entire jar of peanut butter on the air, and you know what happened then. Why? I don't know, because he said he could do it. He's like, I, I love peanut butter so much, I could eat a whole jar of peanut butter. And Maggie was like, could you do it in like one sitting? And he was like, yeah, sure. So then they said he was going to do it, but legal gets involved. So it was funny. So I actually wanted to see him try to do it. I really did. So I went and checked back to see if he could do it. And they're like, we got an important update on the Perloff peanut butter challenge. I said no. And she's like, well, some higher ups got word of this and we need to have a, you know, this or that, a medic on site and blah, blah, blah. Well, why do you need a medic when uh, Eddie, Jerry grabs a bag of uh, right, the fruit crisps or that something? I could choke on. Yeah. I don't know. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, it'd be fine. It's peanut butter. You know, if you, you're not going to choke on the peanut butter. Wow. All right. All right. I remember Brent Maggie ate the whole pie. I remember that. She did. I do remember that. She threw up, though. Ew. After I do that. remember that part. That's yes. Yeah. And that was one of those things where I think that bit made all the other ones have to have the medic around. Because they didn't go through the proper channels, and that became a thing. All right, this is the AI Damon Amendola okay. or a DA that Gallo thinks sounds better than the Boomer one. I am on another vacation in Florida, going to drop by the parking garage and see if Coach O is still there. Good luck, Andrew. Happy Target Demo Friday. Maybe I will be back on Monday. Unless I take a detour to the Great Wolf Lodge, I am not a hard hat guy. Sorry to the listeners. Andrew Kaplan is a genius. It's okay. Again, okay. too fast. There's yeah. no pauses in, in the, after yeah. the sentences. And there's yeah. a generic quality to the both of them, which I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. Not great. Yeah, so they're working on it. AI, DA, and AI. I'll say this, though. They're close. I know. Which is... They're close. That's a little scary. Yeah. Because you know in like two weeks they'll fix it. (laughs) Man. All the possibilities. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Dan and Carteret. What's up, Dan? Did you get tickets? No. As I said on Twitter, I didn't try to get tickets. You didn't try to get tickets. Okay. So you you tried on Wednesday, but you didn't try this time. Right. Okay. All hey, right. Fine. Hey, how about how about you stop lying to the audience about things pertaining to me? Well, like and, what? Uh, and, and like and, what? What? What's and, a lie? There's multiple lies and saying false narratives and inaccurate takes. Give me a lie. I'm giving you an example. And I'll see if it's a lie or not. 
Okay, last Friday, I forget the context of how it came up, but mm-hmm. you lied once again for the upteenth time, telling your audience yeah. that I was mad I didn't get on your boat for the boat party. Yes, that is the truth, and that was not that was not coming from me. That was coming from people that were on the boat that that's told me that. So is that a lie, or is I'm just relaying the information that I was told? It is a lie. No. I was miserable because I was on your boat. No. I was with you at the Bait and Tackle restaurant on Wednesday prior to the boat party. Yeah. And while we were drinking beers and I ordered food and I paid for your food. And yeah, you snuck that in. You snuck that in. I didn't. I, I did not want you to do that. When I went to the bathroom, you paid. So now don't try to flex over that. It's not like you did it and I would allow it to happen. You know what? You're not going to let me talk. I, w- I was going to do that regardless. The point is, is during that, that get-together, I asked you if you could get me on a vessel because I didn't know anybody out there. I didn't want to impose on any you know, fans of the show to yeah. get me on their boat. Never asked you to get me on your boat. Never insinuated I wanted to be on your boat. Thank you when you called Jess Clark when she got me on the jackpocket boat. Cause you're All right, so it's a difference of opinion. The people on the boat with you said you were miserable because you said you wanted to be on our boat. You're saying that that's no. not true. All right, so it's a difference right. of opinion. It's a, it's a he said, she said thing. I was miserable because I was tired and didn't get a good night's sleep before the boat. All right, next. Tired. Fine. Difference of opinion. He said, she said. All right, what's the next one? Well, you're, you're, you're steaming right all over. Well, I, no, because, no, I mean, we can go over that a million times. I mean, you have an opinion on it. The people on a boat had an opinion on it. We're never going to get to the bottom of it. So what's the next one? Uh, I'm not fighting with Spike. Uh, yeah, yes, you, you were fighting with Spike. You said it was your error to him about the tickets. He did not it's take that kindly. It's your error is a drop that's being played lately sure. because of the situation. Exactly, but you went out the program director with him with it's your error, you know, trying to you know throw it in his face, fighting with Spike on Twitter. He went, at, he went at me just because I shared a tweet to make you guys aware that someone tried to buy a ticket with the bot. I didn't say anything nasty in that tweet. I tagged you, Jerry, and Spike in a screenshot of a DM just to let you know someone tried to buy it with a bot. Because a month mm. ago, you were talking about the bots with the Taylor Swift uh, ticket thing. All right, so well, Spike took it a different way, way and he, he took that offense to you trying to uh, show him up on Twitter. You got to be oh, careful, yeah, you know, because there's no, there's no, there's no tone there with Twitter. You got to be careful what you say. You know, there's really oh, no context. Got to be on. careful with that. And he yeah. took it a certain way. He was very upset. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he won't sleep over it. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next. <laughs> there's there's so many, but I don't think I have enough answers. Oh, well, give us something. You got one more. You got time for one more. I just gave you two. All right. So you don't oh, have come on, one, one more. This is fun. One more. Oh, one, one more. You just said before, you said uh, Dan Dan claims he's not trying to get a ticket, but we know he's trying to get a ticket. Inaccurate take. How about the steak knife thing to your throat? Jenny suggested <laughs> last Friday jokingly about me sleeping over your house. Why would you wake up to a steak knife to your throat from me? I like you. I yeah, even- well, because you're, you're uh, I know, but you, you've heard of, like, you know, people who kill their lovers and stuff like that. I mean, they might like them, but they murder them. You know, it's just... It does- it doesn't mean that you don't like me if you killed me. You know, I mean, that's... Yeah, right. If you would have said I'll wake up to my alcohol being drank or White Castle boxes all over my counter, that would be funny and that would be accurate. But to do a steak eh. knife to your throat, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, the you steak know? knife to and the throat is much funnier, I believe. And, and, another one, and another one I could throw back to you is you also painted me in a bad light and you you, you, uh, you, you basically lied to the audience saying that I was trying to sell the boat party get merch to pocket money for profits for myself. Uh, we, for d- wait a second. That was, first of all, 
ball. That was a thing we were trying to get to the bottom of that, and then you explained it to us. You explained was not just me, by the way. Um, but but you also have a history of taking free crap and selling it. Like that's like your. You don't get the benefit of the doubt. You sit there, you steal bobbleheads from children, and then you sell them on eBay. So I mean, what do you want? There is another inaccurate take lie. I don't steal anything from children. You club children over the head like seals, and you take their bobbleheads and you sell them. That's what you. I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm going to club you over the head. You see, there you go. That's where the steak knife thing comes from. All right, Dan. I guess I'm not going to see him at the live show. It's a shame. I guess not.